This week on Nintendo Main, we have Six Detmar here from Scanline Media to talk to us about Fire Emblem Three Houses. Hello, hello. I finally shot Duck Hunt Dog. Let's get musical. Musical indeed. Uh, welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 182. We are your hosts. I'm Trey. You can't take my game vouchers away from me, Johnson. I'm Jeremy. My so-called Switch commercial life, Mikowski. I'm John Maestro Knitter. And we have a special guest this week. I'm Six Wins 3D World Deluxe Detmar. Oh. That's a good question. That's, that's a good game. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's the one we're just not going to get. That's just going to be, there has to be one game to still, you know, to have a Wii U for. Still. I guess. Aside I from, guess. Uh, like, Wonderful 101 and Tokyo Mirage Sessions and, you know, other I stuff think that didn't make it. Part of me hopes it doesn't because I just bought a Wii U and I want one game that's just Wii U <laughs> yeah. that I can't right. get on the Switch. Well, I mean, we well, didn't get it, but Mario Maker 1, it's a Wii yep. U game. I yeah, know. I, I, yeah. I consider that I already have that game because I have sure. number two. I think it's you don't. Well, well, evolution. Well, yeah. well, well. It's different. You don't have the Amiibo <laughs> costumes in the newest one. Yeah. You don't have the Amiibo costumes. You got, true. You goddamn They're right. pretty cool. So, uh, so Six is back here again. Uh, you were our Fire Emblem guy way back in the infancy of Nintendo Main Podcast. And the, have been our go-to Fire Emblem person. For sure, yeah. Uh, the first episode you were on was episode 13. And oh now we're God. at 182. So, it's really awesome to have you back, man. Like, I'm really excited to talk to you about... Fire Emblem Three Houses, and I'm more prepared this time. I've, I've played. I'm not. I haven't made it to the time jump yet, but I did put. I put 16 hours into Fire Emblem, so I really tried to get as far as I could. I ended up getting some. Uh, I ended up basically building a stage for Lollapalooza yesterday, so I got. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little. I got a little busy. So. Oh, that that's, was your. Uh, that's that's what excuse. you were up to. Yeah. yeah, we were building like Titantrons for Lollapalooza. It was ridiculous. So yeah, that's that's what I ended up doing. That's the kind of a job that came out of nowhere. But but yeah, so it so I didn't have as much time to play Fire Emblem as I wanted to, just because I had a really long day yesterday. But but I was able to get sixteen hours into it. So and we'll definitely we will definitely get into that because that is our big release of the week. You know, as we start off all of our Nintendo main podcast shows, we start with what we've been playing. Uh, let's do uh, we'll do let's do Fire Emblem. Last, so let's talk about everything that isn't. So over, so over the weekend, uh, there was a little surprise release on the Switch at QuakeCon. They decided to drop uh, Doom One, Two, and Three on the Switch out of nowhere, which was kind of like, okay. And they even like uh, they dropped it and then took it away, which was crazy. Really? And uh, then they brought it back. So uh, that was my oh. that was one of my big releases and plays for the week was uh, the Doom trilogy uh, as separate games. But yeah, it's a uh, it's cool. Uh, Doom Doom 1 and 2 are still as fun as they were before. Uh, I'm not really... I don't know how I feel about Doom 3. I feel like uh, 
I don't know. I feel like it was the wrong direction for the series, but it's still nice to was have it on Switch, I guess. Was that pre or post Doom 64? Uh, 3 was post 64, for sure. Okay. My, I my... remember when 3 came out, it was like the benchmark for graphics at the time. Um, it doesn't look that great anymore, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Playing it right now, <laughs> yeah. it looks... Uh, it's weird because it kind of... Well, I didn't get that far in it, but I mean, a lot of the demon characters, like... Maybe I haven't gotten far enough. I don't. I don't know if they have like, if they have like the big caco demons or stuff like that. But so far, I've only, I've only fought like zombies and like and like the imps, and that's about it. But it's I mean, like, I know they have like the the dogs with the robot butts and stuff, and they got like the the hell knights and shit. So. Okay, okay, so it gets better later. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I was always like, because I, I actually this is the second time that I bought Doom Three. I bought a. I bought there was a Doom trilogy package for PlayStation Three that I bought when that was on sale, and of course I just mostly play Doom One and Two because I love those games; they're great. And I played a little bit of Doom Three, but I never actually made it to where you actually fought people because the beginning of that game felt really long and dragging to me, and also I kind of couldn't figure out where I was supposed to go. Mm. So, like you know, it's and and it does like kind of kind of have a setup which. You know, sort of like a story setup and all that, which most Doom games don't have. So that kind of felt a little off-putting for me. I don't know. The the 2016 Doom, like, really nailed it. And 3 was kind of off. But it's only $10 on Switch now. So, you know, if you want to play it and see what it was like, if you never played it, like, it's fucking cheap. You know, go for it. Another 2 or 5 bucks. So 20 bucks for all three. That's a good deal. Yeah, I I, uh, I ended up using some of my gold points. So I paid less than 15 for it for all three of them. So it was like 5 a game. So it was one of those things that, like... I don't know. I get so angry because I had like just got Fire Emblem Three Houses, and I'm like, man, I'm tired of buying shit on the Switch. And they're like, oh, well, Doom games. And I'm like, okay, fine, fuck you. I'm gonna I'll buy, I'll buy those two. All right, whatever. Not just one, all three. <laughs> I know that's a fairly that's a good price for three games. Yeah. But they're they're yeah. a lot they're a lot of fun. Like weird. Uh, here's a two that you love. Yeah. It's <laughs> gonna say uh, here's some uh, Trey Doom history here. So when I was in high school and I had a PC and all that, I didn't know that there was more parts to doom one i only played the free the freeware version mm-hmm. and that was all i played and i thought that was the whole game so uh so so playing after that you know i didn't know that there were the different episodes like inferno and all that other shit all i played was like that freeware version that had like seven levels in it or whatever so that's really what i know of that game so it's cool to try out the other stuff because they're all you know you can play like the six other episodes or however many there were on there on the switch version so it's kind of funny. I actually had the exact opposite experience back in the day with Descent because mm. my computer came with a copy of Descent and it was supposed to be the demo, but it let you play through the entire game. And then instead of the credits, it said, like, thank you for playing. Please try the full game. It was actually was the full game. Oh, weird. Was very confusing. It was like an error. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. I guess they just didn't. Yeah. You know, send it out right. And you mm. can just play through the whole thing. But for a very long time, I was like, I wonder that seemed like a really full game. I wonder what the actual game. Is like. <laughs> yeah. You were just like, man, I wish I knew who made that game. <laughs> Found <laughs> every detail. Yeah. I can't see the credits. Like who was the main designer? Yeah. I, I remember descent. Like, yeah, that was a big deal too. Like my, my friend Daniel in high school, like he had it, his computer was better than mine at the time. So it could run descent and mine couldn't. And that was always kind of like a, jealousy mm. thing for me i was like i can't i can't run descent but then a little game Did called... cause descent between the two of you <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i was gonna say then a little game called forsaken 64 came around and that was like uh that that seemed to be my answer to descent because they're kind of the same game i mean this is the same idea you know with the first person moving your ship through whatever and that was what i was like well this is the better one and i can play it on 64 so fuck descent <laughs> so that's what happened when that came out i was like oh that one's better 
So yeah, I've been I've been playing those I've been playing those Doom games. We actually there was a there was a Switch event tonight for uh, I play games with with Kevin and all that. So we were hanging out, and I was actually playing around with Doom too on my on my on my Switch while other people were playing on the TV. So it's a it's a fun thing to just hop on and play. Weird thing, uh, and they actually they actually mentioned this on Twitter. The the Bethesda did, but you have to start a Bethesda account in order to play the game. I thought that was really weird. You can't like just play the game when you get it. You have to actually create an account. Yeah, they with, said they're working the on patching that out because it was an accident. Yeah, they they didn't expect it to happen, but it's totally in there. So if you do get the game, you have to do that. <laughs> but you only have to do it once. It actually carries over through the different games, and you don't have to re-sign in with your password and all that. So that was really helpful because I I was like I figured I'd just do a stream of it because I do I like to do a lot of retro stuff, and I feel like that gets I get more 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 watchers for that, you know. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just play Doom one, two, and three. On my stream, and and I yeah, right when I put up Doom, it was like you gotta sign in, you gotta sign in. And I'm like, uh, okay. So then I like left the stream and came back. I don't know if I had to put like personal information or whatever on there. I didn't want to mm-hmm. stream it through the thing, but mm-hmm. but thankfully after that, like Doom two and three, it just carried it over. I didn't have to like re-sign in and all that, so it was pretty smooth. Because I just wanted to jump from like one to another, spend like an hour or so on each one. But I did play through that. I did play through that free so- the freeware of Doom again, and I played a couple levels of the next. Uh, of the next episode on that, so and uh, also uh, the uh, Dragon Quest, the Dragon Quest dude, the hero came out in uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate. So I've been playing around with that as well. I did the regular, uh, went through the classic mode with that, just for the fun of it. I put a, uh, I put it on all CPU characters for eight characters and uh, put them all at level nine and just watched them battle each other, <laughs> just just to, just to let it go to see what they would do, but. And uh, it was cool uh, that well the uh, they did a little mini direct. Uh, this is the news thing too, but they did a little mini like Smash Brothers direct like while I was working at Lollapalooza. So I watched I watched the direct while I was eating lunch because I because I brought my headphones because I didn't know what I was going to be doing, you know. So I so I watched uh, I got to watch all the hero stuff on there. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, so I I booted booted up Smash Brothers again, played that. I don't I don't remember when I played it last, but went back and did that. And uh, of course. Fire Emblem Three Houses, which we'll get into in more detail in a minute. But mm-hmm. also, uh, this uh, I, I mentioned it as my middle name, and actually, I heard about this through Eight uh, Four Play as a podcast that I listened to. I had no idea, but the game vouchers, as of right now, as we are recording this, are gone. This would the yep. Nintendo Switch game vouchers. I was listening to a podcast that podcast in my car, and they said that, and I like yelled out loud. I was like, "What?" Because I kind of hoped that those game vouchers would be around forever. And that I would always be able to use them, and uh, they're not. They're fucking gone now. They were only gone for. They were only there for what, like a couple months, I think. Mm-hmm. Total. Two, I wonder right? if it's just. Uh, it, it, I think maybe it's something. Now that you mention it, that might just be a promotion for when they have big games. Like it came out at the same time as Mario Maker Two. Yeah, but they've now, had. I, I mean, they've had like ten big games like this. Like really, like the past like four weeks have been insane. Like like they right, did. But Mario Mario Maker was the definitive blockbuster. Oh, it was. I so mean, yeah, I mean, I'm so was positive they were announced at E3. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. I mean, so was. I think fi- it'll be so something Fire that Emblem. comes back sort of seasonally or whenever they need a little push. Yeah, I like, mean, it's they, a great idea. But I mean, how many people bought a hundred dollars worth of merchandise just because they were going to buy Mario Maker Two? I bet a lot. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the sales were, but but just because uh, I was upset about the vouchers going away, I bought two more. So <laughs> I so I <laughs> I just I just grabbed a couple more before they went away. 
and that was my that was my big purchase for the week. But I, I was that like, was smart of you. I almost did the same, but well, I mean, myself out of it. If you think about it, in in like total, I've saved eighty dollars from those game vouchers. That's almost a hundred bucks. Right. So that's totally fucking worth it. And I'm gonna oh, use and I'm using all of them. So, and I was gonna tell you, I wanted to say it last week, but we didn't get around to it. But I was gonna say, Jeremy, you should just put just get a game voucher and do like do like a Dragon Quest pack. Just do like Dragon Quest Eleven and Builders. You know, builders too. Boom, save twenty bucks on that. You got two great yeah, games. Too late now. You know, but no, I I knew I was getting I knew I was getting Dragon Quest Eleven. I knew I was getting Luigi's Mansion Three. I knew I was getting Link's Awakening. I knew I was getting Astral Chain. So I was like, why don't I save another forty bucks on that? So I just went and just went and bought more game vouchers. I thought about getting three, but I couldn't really the I couldn't find a game to go with uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield unless I got Sword and Shield together. But I, I'm still, you know, Damon X Machina was really the only other option. I'm still not really sold on that game. So, what about uh, Astro? Oh, you said Astral Chain. Yeah, I already said Astral Chain. And I was hoping that Doom Eternal would get added later because that's coming out like around the same time as Pokemon. But, but I feel like the only games that are on there are Nintendo produced ones. Like they, they had a hand in uh, Dragon Quest Builders uh, and Eleven. So, and and Marvel Ultimate Alliance. So I don't know. But yeah, that was my. Uh, that's my purchases for the week. I could talk about what I did this week a little bit. I, I was actually on vacation all week. actually left uh, the day after we recorded. I went and hung out with Trey in Chicago. Yeah, we, we did we did play some stuff at Logan Arcade, but <laughs> that was... Uh, that we was, did. Yeah. But mostly I had purchased a Time Spinner a couple weeks ago in anticipation of my vacation. I wanted something to play on the plane and all that. So um, I'm still playing that. Haven't beaten it. In fact, barely played it on vacation because mostly I was playing Mario Kart eight on vacation. Oh yeah. Cause I traveled with my partner to Denver and um, we played it on the plane. We totally reenacted the, the scene from the switch event we went to Trey. Oh yeah. I was sitting on a plane. I had uh, the tray oh, yeah. <laughs> table folded down. Yeah. And we were using the two joy cons as the controllers. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't remember, we actually did an episode about this, but Jeremy and I, we went to a switch event in February, like before it came out, I got an invite for it where they were doing that whole thing where like you can go and there's a bunch of games, but there was like yeah. a mock airplane that we sat in. It was like a plastic, like, thing with like fake windows and all that and you're uh-huh. like sitting it was it was hilarious and we played mario kart there was also like a fake living room with like a fake like fireplace like that you could play mario kart with also it was funny but yeah that's, yeah uh, i totally felt like yeah. i was a real life nintendo switch commercial because we had the two seats next to the window so it was just exactly the same setup and but it actually was a lot of fun i mean we had a you know a couple drinks on, while we were waiting in the airport and then like had one while we were playing the game and it was did like you play was, beer yo cart we did not we didn't have enough beer for that okay <laughs> yeah we didn't we get just a, did uh we just did the gp mode mm. yeah, i was gonna say you'd in the in the plane it, it would probably you know you have to buy beer and that might be expensive yeah they don't let you bring like your own 12 pack on on unfortunately oh they don't i, I thought you could unless you <laughs> specified for beer yo cart you didn't know that did you <laughs> I oh, did. you gotta fly. You gotta fly Virgin. They got a BYOB policy. Oh, do they? <laughs> no, 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 I, they don't. I, I, <laughs> I believe it. I mean, you can like call each call each other's seats, right? In Virgin, and they got their own Wi-Fi. I was on Spirit, and I thought that meant you could bring your own spirits, but I was wrong. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, I did that, and it was great. And uh, 
I did mention at the top of the show, just explaining everything here at the get go. Uh, I got to shoot the duck hunt dog because I went to uh, in downtown Denver on um, Colfax Street. I went to the One Up Arcade, so it was a barcade in another state. My first experience with that. And the, and you could shoot the dog there. Did they have like a? Oh wait, no. I guess it was my second because I went to one in Milwaukee. But yeah, it was the uh, it was the versus Nintendo Arcade of Duck Hunt. So there's actually you can do two player with two guns at the same time. You can do a mode where one person controls the ducks and the other one shoots them, just like kind of like the NES version has that as sort of a semi-hidden mode. But in the uh, in the one-player mode in the arcade, you get a uh, bonus round every couple of uh, rounds, and you can shoot the dog. I shot him. Oh, I had I had no idea. I didn't. I always thought. I just remember that was like a class like a classroom thing like a schoolyard whoever being like hey if you get to this level you get to shoot the dog you know like all that all it that actually stuff blew my mind day. because i remembered my dad doing it when i was a kid like watching him play the game and shoot, shooting the dog back in the day and i thought it was just one of those things that like i just made up in my head since i'd read about it and stuff but no it, it's for real i have a picture on my twitter if you want to check it out the screen the the image is really shitty because it's hard to photograph a CRT. Yeah. No, uh, I, I saw it on Twitter. I, and yeah, it's like the, you can see the scan lines, right? <laughs> yep. You sure can. Like, uh, and you have to, and I had to snap it really quick because I was also playing it and uh, didn't really have time to frame it because the, the dog just flashes on the screen really quick. What does he do when he gets shot? His eyes like bold or something? It's a, it's a very <laughs> reminiscent of the Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny, like versus cartoons. Where, like they'll get shot in the face, but it doesn't kill them. They just have like the their explosion. face goes completely black, and it's like all the furs like splayed out. And you just see the eyes, and that's it. So it's very similar to that, except you see like a big round mouth that almost looks like the Donkey Kong mouth on the arcade, the original arcade of Donkey Kong. And uh, it just says like you're supposed to shoot the targets, not me. But what it'll do is it'll cancel. It ends the uh, bonus round immediately if you hit the dog. So you're you're penalized for it. You're not supposed to do it. Got to cancel out that reward somehow. Otherwise, yep, it'd be a little him. too satisfying. Can, oh yeah, I can see. you see that? Yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like when the um he's got a crutch and a cast too. Yeah, the the Looney Tunes when they like do the put the finger in the gun and like it blows back on their face and it's all covered with like soot or whatever. That's kind of what they what it looks like there. And yeah, he has a cane and a big and a big like uh or no, I guess he has crutches. That's what it looks like. But he has like a yeah, he has like a casted leg and all that. That's amazing. Like I didn't, I didn't know that. It would be cool. I mean, I guess they would have to do some sort of like motion control thing or something. But I would love to see that released as like arcade archives on Switch or something like that with a Duck Hunt verse, so you can shoot that dumb dog. I took a, I took a nice, uh, you know, I went through and like uh, videoed the whole like layout of the arcade because I thought it was really cool and I thought I'd want to show it off to you. You know, the rest of Nintendo main and whoever sure. wants to see it. Um, Put it on the, on the YouTubes. Yeah, I've got I've got a pretty good shot of it, but they've got uh, Donkey Kong and I think it was Donkey Kong Jr. were back behind the arcade like they were in the bar area. So you actually couldn't play those two those two cabinets, but they were running. And I thought it was pretty cool. That, that was like part of the decoration, like in the bar area. You know, so the bartenders are serving you, and these like arcades are running in the background. Mm. But th- both those games were actually on the floor as well, and you could play them. But it just looked really cool, and they had like skee ball there, and they had 
They had the uh, Super Mario Brothers pinball machine, which I had never seen before. I got to play that. Oh, that yeah. Really cool. um, oh, yeah. I think it, I feel like we saw it. I feel like we saw it at one point at, at Midwest Gaming Classic, but maybe, we may maybe have. didn't get to play but it. I had, yeah, it was cool. Um, that place was awesome. One thing I really liked about that arcade, which I guess it's like a small chain. There's a couple more like around that area. All of the arcades were organized by, you know, what they were. So all of the Nintendo cabinets were all together and they were organized by, oh, okay. you know, Donkey like Kong, publisher Dong. or whatever. Oh, yeah. Or series. Right, right. And uh, I don't know. The layout was really nice. So I like they had a, a bunch of pinball machines, but it was just a whole pinball room. And they had, like I said, they had the ski ball machines and then they had like, there was a guitar hero machine with two player. I didn't play that, but it was there and, and they served booze. Oh, and a giant pick Pac-Man. I finally got to play a giant, giant Pac-Man. Oh yeah. I played that one before they haven't met uh, Dave and Buster's. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, that's fun. So that was a good time. But, uh, I guess the highlight for me of that whole experience was the, was the duck hunt dog. Shoot, shoot the duck hunt dog and realizing that was the real, the real deal. <laughs> I wonder if the voice of Bowser, Kenny James, like ever, ever got to do that. Cause when, when we, uh, when we talked to him at, uh, at Indie PopCon, he was talking about how much he hated that dog. Yep. You can shoot him if you, if you find the right game. Yeah. If only we knew we could have been like, Hey man, uh, you got the money. Uh, go, go, uh, <laughs> go get, go get the dunk cut verse. You can shoot him all you want to your heart's content. But I did mention last week that I was hoping to find something video game related, and unfortunately, I didn't. I other than actually experiencing video games. Did you guys? Uh, which which is even better. Did you guys find any used places there, or were they just not around, or you weren't able to locate them? I was so booked, like fully booked every day, that I didn't even think about it. Once I got there, the only thing I thought about was like anything I bought, I had to fit into my luggage on the way back. Oh so. sure. I like went to a thrift store and I was looking for video game stuff there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a really nice thrift store, but th- I found like some cases for games, but there was no actual games. But like I said, I didn't really buy anything because I had to take it home with me. Sure. So unfortunately I didn't, I don't have any physical stuff other than photos of the game store, which that one of the coolest things there that I, I really liked was like, they had, uh, you know, the the bathrooms split, you know, the two bathrooms. I think I don't even know if they were necessarily like gender. There's just there's the two bathrooms, and then between the two of them was a big uh, painted picture of King Hippo from Punch Out. Mm-hmm. And I got a photo of myself like punching him in the stomach. Yeah, I saw that picture. You were like punching him in the in the you were, like punching yes, him I like am. above the. Uh... <laughs> I figured I've maybe... already been called out for it. <laughs> yeah. You, you, I, I, you I had the, my uh, partner filming me punching him, and uh, I was looking away, and my fist was in the wrong spot. That's all right. I mean, here. But then when she showed me the photo, it looked so good. I was like, "I'll just take it." I'm sure someone's going to mention it, but I'm just going to accept this photo. I, f- I figured maybe you were just trying to not cover up the band aid so everybody could see the detail of the picture. I kind of wanted to see the band aid. Yes, yeah. that was why. That's what I figured. But yeah, no, no. Look, I mean, it looked cool from that picture. Looked cool. I mean, it sounds. It was cool. super cool, and yeah, at some point I'll put the the video up where I run through the arcade because it was pretty cool. Oh, and they had one of those uh, basketball machines where the you know you're back behind the line and you get a certain amount of shots and then it starts moving. Backboard starts moving. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That that machine was a lot of fun to play, especially now that I'm taller than I used to play it. Yeah. 
Do you, does it give you like tickets and stuff like that? There are no tickets. It was okay. all just it's it's just for fun or for just for, for scores. But had a pretty great time there. Um, that was my big video game experience. Uh, of course, like Trey mentioned, I hung out with him for that day in Chicago. So we did go to Logan Arcade. Sad to see that Super Table Flip was nowhere to be found. Yeah, it, it probably was. They're probably fixing it, something like yeah. that. I'm sure. I mean, it's it's a pretty. It, you know, it, it takes a it takes a beating. You know, I mean, it takes you gotta, a beating for sure. Yeah, you, I mean, I think that's the idea of the game is that you beat the fuck out of it. So, you know, it's it needs to be fixed every once in a while. But lastly, uh, this is a game that John mentioned several episodes ago that maybe he didn't even mention on the episode, maybe just in the Slack. But Forager, um, I after he told me about it, I saved it on my Steam wish list. And I don't think it's gone on sale, as far as I know, yet on Steam. But I forget what game that is. It's a it's a resource gathering game. Yeah, it's a resource gathering game, um, like a lot of other games, like Minecraft or Terraria. Oh right, okay. But you can actually expand the land, and it's like randomly generated. So uh, I played that for maybe about an hour this evening. I bought it a couple hours ago. It's pretty fun. I like it. Um, I think it's going to be an especially good mobile game for when I'm on the bus. It's uh, it's you can save whenever you want on it, and you're just constantly expanding the land and creating more resources. And uh, so far, I guess I haven't done a whole lot, but now I can like make armor and weapons, and I've had livestock start appearing in land, so I can do some rudimentary farming. It's like any other of these resource gathering games. It's just like a really rapid paced uh-huh. version of it. As sure. I recall, I think the article that I read compared it to Minecraft meets Stardew Valley. And that's why I said, Oh, that's Jeremy's game. Yeah. It's like, it's like that. But if you multiply the speed by like 50, Oh yeah, it's way quicker. So it just takes like the, the sort of like whatever endorphin rush you get from the collection of, stuff you've harvested in games and just like amps it up. And that's just mostly what you're doing. You're just collecting resources constantly and Mm. balancing that with uh, putting stuff into your machines that convert your resources to new items. And then while they're during the time it takes them to process that stuff, you're harvesting more resources. So it's just a constant balance of those two things and expanding the land at the same time. So it's fun. It's mindless fun, really. I'm sure there's some strategy to it, but you're mostly just trying to maximize gathering and processing. Mm-hmm. And you buy like a bigger house and stuff like that, like you would in uh, Stardew or Harvest Moon, right? I, I don't even know if there's houses. I think it's just the <laughs> actual terrain is your house. Oh, okay. You're expanding it as you go, and you can go whatever direction you want. And it, you actually have to craft your money mm. before you can spend it. So that's part of it. You have to like make a a forge to forge you, gold into coins. You have to build but money. But first you have to use a furnace to forge ingot into or forge nuggets into ingot. Oh, okay. Weird. So you gotta make your own money. Like real. Yep. Like for real. Like real, you're like the Federal Reserve mm-hmm. with actual physical currency. Wow. I was gonna say I I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. There was another game on there that I don't know if we ever like mentioned or not. It was on our news for a minute, but we might have gotten like too long that we didn't get to it or just forgot about it. But that Gravedigger game that's on there, I thought looked really interesting too. It's like a, it's like Stardew Valley, but with graves. 
where, where you're like a where you're like a graveyard keeper. I, I I've heard good things about that. I don't know if any of you guys have played that, but that was another one on there that I'm I wanted not. to kind of get into. It's like sort of in the same vein of Forager. But yeah, I guess if I was going to do a pick of the week, I would say Forager. So far, I'm having a good time with it. Sure. It's like it's twenty bucks, so maybe it's worth. Maybe you might want to wait to purchase it till it goes on sale. But I was like, I've been itching to buy a new game since I got Time Spinner like three weeks ago or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And when I saw this was on the eShop earlier today, I I knew I've wanted it for a couple months, so I just sprung and grabbed it and once i started playing it i couldn't put it down for like an hour so that's a good sign does it have like a? I mean is it is it kind of like super open-ended like minecraft or are there like goals that you get and you unlock other stuff or is it just kind of like so do far, whatever you want it doesn't seem like there's any like overarching goal oh, okay uh maybe make your land mass as big as possible but it's that's not all like I really have gathered but there's not really like a story or anything like you're not it's just kind of like just do whatever like it's yeah, like, yeah you just get dumped into the game and it's like make these couple of things as what it tells you at the beginning hmm. and once you make those then you just kind of do whatever you want oh, okay you unlock a skill tree that unlocks more recipes and then those recipes in turn create more resources that you use to make more rest stuff with more recipes like that's pretty much it. it looks cute it's fun. It's very, uh, it's got a sort of like, yeah, almost like a, whatever that weird, like pixely hotline Miami look of like when things move there, they kind of like weird and pixely and distorted, but it looks cool and it's really fast paced. So I think it's a, it's a great game to just hop in, play for five or 10 minutes and pause it or, you know, save it and just come back to it whenever and, or just play it for an hour straight like I did. Yeah. It looks, it looks super cute. The, the pixels and stuff too. Nice. Well, uh, that's all you've been playing, right? Yep, what other than like, you know, dozens of arcades and pinball machines. Yeah. Yeah, we did play like uh played like Super Super Mario Kart 2 and a bunch of other shit. And uh of course the the original um Rhythm Rhythm Heaven arcade machine, yep. which is always fun and to Tapper play. Tapper and Pinball. I love Tapper. Yeah. A very a very slow version of Medieval Madness. Ski ball. <laughs> yeah, Medieval Madness. I played the PBR pinball machine in two states. The PBR yeah, pinball machine? Yeah, they have that same PBR pinball machines that's at Logan. Oh, okay. They have yeah. that. They had that at the arcade in uh, Denver. So you can compare compare the two of them. Yep, they're both equally boring. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, uh, who wants to go next? Uh, mine's quick. So I just played Mario Maker two this week. Yeah, uh, what that's, I got into about that was that's uh, your your pick of your pick of the year uh, century. It's uh, my pick of the week for for weeks and weeks to come. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, so since I only played the the one game, I decided to have a, a level as my pick of the week. Um, and as I talked about at the top, I, I got in, well, I got into. I, I said I was. What did I? What did I say? My my name. Musical I said I was maestro, and you yeah. know I said let's get get musical. That's referencing that I decided to start getting into music levels. Whoa! And Whoa. Trying to figure out how to do that. Can you actually? So, are you actually building them, or are you just looking for them? Um, well, I started to mess. I wouldn't say I'm building one yet, but I started to mess around with it and trying to figure out exactly how you do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you guys know about how to do it? Or I mean, I knew somebody I, out there doesn't. I know about it with from the music uh, blocks and the yeah. hitting them. Yeah, right? I knew about yeah, it from Mario Maker One. Different noise. Basically, you you have the music block, and then you have the enemy hit the music block, and each enemy makes a different noise. And so it's a little bit bit of experimentation figuring out what makes what kind of noise. 
Uh, and then you also have to place the block on a particular yeah for um, notes vertical right? arrangement active, on, whatever. on the yeah. screen. Yeah, so it goes higher, low, or whatever. And so I messed around with that for like probably a good hour, hour and a half or so. I wouldn't say I made a song. I was just kind of experimenting, messing around. And I I realized that it was going to be just like too much to try and make a level. Like, oh, it's, yeah, I said it's I was going to try and make one, but I, I realized, okay, this is like a whole new level of, of making Mario Maker level because I don't even know how to... I know nothing about music, right? Yeah, yeah you got to know like, how to. Yeah, you got to know how to like. You got to got to know like notes and music and all. It's difficult. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, just, think, just tried making well, one on Mario Maker One, and yeah, it's really it's 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 a whole other thing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. More than I just, mean, you can you can get there. I think if you don't know music, but it certainly helps a lot if yeah. you know music. Yeah. That's so how I decided. Okay, I think I'm gonna put that off till next month when I'm done with a couple projects, and I'll get into making a, a music level, but. Um, the thing that inspired me to get into that was that I happened across this one music level, which I thought was amazing. And I want to recommend it to you guys. In fact, I recorded myself playing it so you guys could hear it. And I'll play it over the microphone now. You guys can check it out. It's about one minute. Okay. on the mic but well i can always just take it yeah. <laughs> the I'll slow clap you can, you can play you get a slow clap for me when you're playing the level yourself it actually sounds like oh this is kind of amping me up a little bit i don't know if you recognize the song i didn't because i didn't play this game final fantasy 7 right final fantasy 7 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's the theme called one winged angel yeah mm-hmm. i've uh i've played through final fantasy 7 and i didn't recognize that song but i i don't know that many songs did you catch that six yeah, yeah, no. Uh I yeah, I recognize that one. Um both from Final Fantasy 7 and from Kingdom Hearts, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> the newest one? Uh all of them. Sephiroth and all There's one of the best lines in the history of Kingdom Hearts is uh like the gang is walking along and suddenly Donald spins on heel and goes, "Sora, it's Sephiroth." And you're like, "What is happening?" Wow. <laughs> what is this game? I was like, "Does it uh, is it unfortunate because it reminds you of uh playing Kingdom Hearts in any form?" Yeah, after after three, I've kind of I kind of soured on that series, but you know, I'm sure at some point they'll re-release one and two on Switch, and then I'll I'll change my tune. <laughs> I honestly haven't played any of them, and, and I watched somebody play one, and that soured it for me. I was like, hmm. I, don't, I was like, I don't need to play this game. And then of course, all the many I did think I did think for a minute of getting a Dream Drop Distance because I like playing the demo of it, but mm-hmm. also yeah, they're now all kind, they're all convoluted, and I, I don't like disney stuff that much <laughs> what's now that? that i have a crt i should really play kingdom hearts on ps2 because you have it, everything right? it takes to play that yes. yeah 
And yeah, you, can... you got to be frame perfect on that stuff, or you know, or or Goofy yells at you. Yeah. <laughs> and Donald will like not tell me where to gather ingredients. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it... another reason I liked that level, not just for the music, was that the level is actually fun to play. It wasn't like other music levels too. You know, usually you just sit there and let the level go. This one, it was a, a platformer. So you have to actually like jump and dodge and all that stuff while you're listening to the song. Oh, okay. Yeah, most... and, uh, yeah so the level was actually like, it was challenging. It, was, it hit that just perfect level of being challenging, but not unfair. Yeah. And so it's actually a fun level to play. Yeah. Um, and we'll put the notes, check the notes for the, uh, for the level code if you want to play it yourself. Yeah, I'd like to try it. Yeah, most of the time you just run right through them and they play it. There was a, we didn't mention it, but um, we found a, Jess was doing the endless mode and she found a, uh, was it a KKB song on there? Yeah, it was so, a Flamingo by KKB. Yeah, yeah. Caro, was was it Caro Caro Benito? Is that their name? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't feel like there's been as many music levels as there were in Mario Maker 1. Either that or I haven't found them. Like, uh, I put up an old video of John and I playing Mario Maker 1 on our YouTube channel. And uh, there was, like, there was, like, a sign. There's, like, one with, like, the Seinfeld song. And it has, like, the opening and, and the ending <laughs> song of it. And, like, there were, like, so many different songs on there, I feel like. Like, yeah. And it had, yeah, it sounded, it actually sounded like the burn, 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 burn like the, like the Seinfeld. I think Waluigi would be yeah. the Kramer of Mario. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, it, but in Mario Maker 1, you could also Wario do. Mario is the Elaine. Like, a. <laughs> Like, like, also, a lot of them you could do, like, you know, it's like, here, you can wear the Star Fox suit and listen to a Star Fox song. So, you know, I could get it. They could move, put that Amiibo stuff in there and all that. But Exactly. You need you need Mario Maker 1, John. Yeah. Think so? There's, there's, yeah, you need it there's for the, way uh, more. the Amiibo costumes. Yeah, and, there, and I feel like there's a lot more musical levels in Mario Maker 1. Like, I really don't see that many in 2. Maybe that's mm-hmm. a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know, depending on how you feel about music levels. But, I, th- I, I mean, I think they're cool, but... Also, if you're trying to just play like the regular, you know, endless mode or whatever, and you run into that and you don't, you know, you're just running straight through it, it can be kind of boring, I guess, if you're not into the song. But, but yeah. Plus, you could just outright copy a level in Mario Maker 1, and no one that plays Mario Maker 2 would know that you just copied it. That's true. <laughs> well, I th- I mean, I'm putting Mario Maker 1 on my list. I mean, you would have to start. <laughs> I mean, you would, have, you would have to start from the beginning, though. You can't, you still can't, like, download a level and, re- and re-upload it like that or i guess you would have to yeah you would have to like have them both next to each other the switch and that one and just try to pull it like frame by frame (laughs) looking at both of them to do that but yeah well uh that's that's good for you right john yeah that's good for me all right how about you six well so uh as as a not purely nintendo gamer i've been playing a lot of stuff that i won't talk about here i won't pollute these waters by talking about final <laughs> fantasy 14 and stuff oh what, um, was it a stormbringer what, what is the uh, what is the new it's, one it's for that Shadowbringers is the new one Shadowbringer. Um, i was close I yeah had, no I got bringer you're, you're mixing up storm blood <laughs> which is the last one and Shadowbringers, oh, okay. which is yeah, this yeah. one gotcha. very reasonable but i've been playing enough nintendo stuff that i can fixate on that and i can even hold off on talking about several of them because i understand y'all have have covered dragon quest builders 2 pretty well so i can pass on that one for now oh you're playing that one though right oh yeah isn't it isn't it awesome it's fantastic it's incredible i've been trying to push jeremy on it it's i recommendation number two i fucking love it no it's great no it's incredible game very very good how uh i'm sure you're uh how far have you gotten so far on that um i'm on like I'm I'm starting to get like iron ore and stuff. I keep getting distracted by so many other games getting coming out. But oh, okay. I'm on like the 
third or fourth island or something. Oh, okay, yeah, because I just I just got to where I'm returning to Isle, uh, to the Isle of Awakening again. So, so that's so I've only done like two islands, but I mean I really enjoy it. Actually, uh, when Jeremy was here, uh, whenever we got back from the karaoke bar after you guys went to bed, I just fucked around on Dragon Quest Builders because it's a pretty easy game to play when you're when you're fairly drunk. So I just like <laughs> built a river and like a bunch of other shit on the on Isle of Awakening. So. It was a good like it was a good like drunk game to play. Like I didn't feel like I would mess anything up too much, you know, as to where I was at. But no, yeah, it's a joy to play. It's crazy like Nintendo I feel like Nintendo's really been knocking them out of the park because like in the past like month they've released like three games that are in my top five of mm-hmm. the year already. Like yeah. like D- Dragon Quest, Mario Maker, and Fire Emblem. And and Marvel Ultimate Alliance was decent, but I wouldn't put. I don't think I put it in my top ten. But it, that was a good game as well. You know, like one. Did after you play another. all the way through it? Uh, no, I haven't. But I actually did do some multiplayer stuff at a at the Switch meetup earlier tonight, which is cool. Like we did. Um, we I, we did the whole like uh, where we place we we play multiplayer on separate switches. And a cool thing about that, like you can start a room and like join it and all that. And the weird thing is like the characters that I have, like what level I'm at, get brought into somebody else's game. So all of a sudden I was playing like a level 25 Ghost Rider with like a level 5 Wolverine and I was just like destroying everybody like where we were at. It was it was kind of hilarious but fun. So I so I just we just like plowed through like the first like three levels because I was using a level 25 character and just destroying boss after boss. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. But yeah, no I haven't I haven't beat it yet. I I got stuck in uh I'm like in uh I'm in the dark dimension, the Doctor Strange thing. Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also been playing Fire Emblem, of course. We'll talk about that. Also yeah. been playing a little bit with the hero in Smash Bros. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, so the stuff that we'll probably not talk about um, in the run up to Luigi's Mansion 3. I've always been a Luigi's Mansion fan. Yeah. So I streamed some Luigi's Mansion 1. And I've also been picking away at some more of uh, Dark Moon. Nice. On 3DS. And... I gotta say, I am really excited for 3 to be a fusion of these two, mm-hmm. because Dark Moon is not a straight-up improvement over the GameCube one. Oh, really? You don't think so? I, I really enjoyed Dark Moon. Dark Moon's a good game, but I feel like the way it's so it's so mission-based, and it's so, like, you have so many discrete, like, broken-up areas, you don't get that feeling of just roaming this massive mansion. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like you combine, like, the toolkit of Dark Moon with the level design of 1, and hopefully that's what three will be. It looks really good. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I felt like I mean, what I liked about Dark Moon because like my big gripe with Luigi's Mansion One and GameCube is that it was just so fucking short. Sure, it was way way too short. Right. Like Jeremy and like I, ten hours, right? We Jeremy and I we used to call it Luigi's Crawl Space because it was like because <laughs> the mansion because it was not it was so it was so short. Like you can beat it you can beat it in a day if you really try to you know. Mm-hmm. And sure. uh, and I liked that I liked the idea of Dark Moon having like multiple mansions where like there's a bunch of different places. So I felt like it took like what the GameCube had and multiplied it, you know, so you had more areas to go to and all that. And I guess they're they're kind of they are kind of like combining them in three. It sounds like because it's like it's like Gremlins two almost, you know, what it seems like where you're like in the building with all the different floors that have different things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that. It's like you're in a cable giant cable building and you can go from like. You can go to like a graveyard set or like a cooking set or whatever, and like everything can be completely different, you know, depending on what what room or what floor you're on or whatever. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that, and it's just going back playing. Uh, you know, I uh, I don't know I don't know what the stance is on this stuff on here, but um, I might have used a different piece of software to play Luigi's Mansion. I do have my copy on my shelf, so oh, it that's wasn't fine. illegal. But I did use I did use Dolphin, and. 
oh my god, that game just looks gorgeous. Does it's it still so pretty? Does it like upscale it? The one that you have, like make it HD or whatever. Yeah, it does. It does the upresing, and then it's just like I mean, you know, the the texture work and everything. Just you know, that game, even I'm sure on a GameCube, still looks really good. Mm-hmm. But upresed, it, it just does. looks looks fantastic. Did you um, did you ever play the re-release of it on 3ds? I didn't. I'm kind of scared to because I don't know, like. For the limitations of the GameCube, the one thing that they did a really good job of avoiding was like aliasing mm. and like jaggies, and I feel like that would just really mess up the the mm. look of Luigi's Mansion because the 3DS has lots of that. Speaking of, but I mean, we'll get to it later. But uh, I, I, you know how the Switch has like the if you hit the home button twice, you can uh, zoom in on stuff. Mm-hmm. I uh, I did that on Fire Emblem Three Houses, and man, that shit's really <laughs> jaggy. <laughs> if you, if yeah. you do that, those characters look really bad if you zoom in on them. <laughs> I'd forgotten that that was a thing until Jeremy mentioned it while he's making about making the perler beads and all that. And I was like, I'll try that again. And I was like, wow, Claude looks fucking weird <laughs> if you do that. But I mean, yeah. it's literally blowing up each pixel, so you're gonna get that. Uh, but it's incredible. Give it some credit. It's incredibly jaggy if if, if you mm-hmm. uh, get in there that long. I definitely want. I want to. I want to hear what you think about Persona Q too, though. Like, I'm super psyched about that. Okay, so I'm I'm a Persona fan. Mm-hmm. Um, lightly, they've done some stuff that has not made me happy. I will say, but I remain a fan of the series. Sure. Um, Persona Q one, I bounced off of because mm-hmm. I felt it was really. I know the pace was really plotting, and I just couldn't get into it. Um, and Q two just really, really knocks it out of the park. They do some really smart reincorporation of the mechanics. Um, they make drawing maps fun, and the character interaction and writing is really good. And it's just, I don't know, it's it's as like a straight JRPG. It's the best one I've played this year. Um, obviously, I've been playing a lot of games that like mix JRPG with other stuff, like mm-hmm. Dragon Quest. Sure. Um, so I don't know if it's better than that, but I was really, really impressed. Mm. Yeah, I liked uh, I like Persona Q one from what I played of it. And I mean, I haven't, it's long, so I haven't beat it, but I was actually, what was it? Um, Persona 5 was like on sale for PS5, for PS4, so I got it. It was like, mm-hmm. a, it was at nineteen ninety nine, And I played that a little bit, and I already had Q, and it reminded me of Q, so I went back to Q and actually played Q longer than I did uh, Persona 5. But uh, uh, yeah. I would definitely recommend picking up Q2 then, because they just layer on the mechanics in ways that are really, really satisfying. So it's it's really uh, mm-hmm. just a, a really great evolution of, of the first yeah, and I'm sure the soundtracks still kick ass and and all that yeah. stuff. And uh, you know, I re- I enjoyed the first one for what I played of it, but I w- it was one of those things like I was like, oh, I want to try to beat one before I get two. And sure. also, like, according well, even though Nintendo denies it, 3ds is kind of it's kind of gone, <laughs> it's dead officially, <laughs> according to the sales, which we can we'll talk about later in the news. But mm-hmm. yeah, but no, I mean, I I'm glad you're enjoying it. Like, it looks. Uh, I felt like it was probably. I mean, that's probably like the death nail, right? Of of uh, 3ds. It seems like that's gonna be the last game. I mean, I think so, but like, I don't know. I remember back when I was announcing the Death Nail PS1, and then just one game would come out here or there for like three more years. So yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I figured it was like the last like big release or something. I don't know, and it's not Probably. even like straight. It's, I mean, I don't think Nintendo's going to release anything on there, but you never know. They they make really weird decisions. So I mean, what if something like happened on Just Dance? They could put out Mario Maker Two also on 3DS, like they do with Mario Maker One. Like who fucking knows? <laughs> you know. Like you never. What if the 3DS had something like Pokemon in '96 on the Game Boy? Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, that was eight. What was that? Uh, not no seven years after the 3DS came out. So I guess, or the Game Boy. So I guess that's 
we're already past that with the 3DS, aren't we? Because that was 2011. Well, like when the Game Boy came out in 89 and then Pokemon came out. 96. 96, yeah, seven years. Seven years. 3DS has been out longer than that. Mm. Granted, the technology of the Game Boy was already like over 10 years old when it came out. Well, and then Happy 30 year anniversary, Game Boy. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right. Pile a little extra dirt on that grave. <laughs> yeah, oh uh, yeah, uh, it's official. Like American 30th anniversary, right? American release yep. yeah. this week. Um, and then for my pick of the week, um, I am going to. I I don't know if y'all have called out this game before. I'm guessing you haven't because it never seems he- to be off pretty much everyone's radar. Never know? heard of it. No. Um, this is Assault Android Cactus Plus, which is the Switch port of Assault Android Cactus. Hmm. Um, it's a twin stick shooter where you're playing as like androids fighting your way through a ship. It's very fun. It's got good art design. It's very cute. Good music, um, and you like they they redesigned the controls for Switch so that it just smart targets enemies, and you can play with one Joy-Con, so you can play two people on one, you know, a Joy-Con each, and it's oh, okay. very fun. Cool. Was that a? Is that like a newer release or? A... Um, it was this year, um, okay. and it's been three years since I've been on, so I figure I get some backlog. <laughs> oh no, no, it's no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm just no, teasing. No, yeah, no, no was... it's it's new. It's not that new, but it's this year, and I just wanted to give it a shout. Oh sure, yeah. No, I was just I was just curious as for uh, as far as like finding it on the eShop and all that. Oh, there it is. Assault Android, yeah, Assault Android Cactus Plus, nineteen ninety nine. Cool. I just I never heard. I haven't heard of it, so. I was uh, I was interested. Yeah, no, look it up. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask anyone to drop twenty bucks sight unseen on a game they've never heard of. Look into some videos, see if it looks like your jam. I bet it will. Be. Oh, I thought you meant the year it came out. I was like twenty ninety nine. Long. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it came it came out a a thousand years in the future, or uh, or like eighty nine. Oh, eight, that was nineteen ninety nine. Dang it, my jokes are. Oh, oh, nineteen ninety nine. I I don't know why I thought twenty ninety nine, but yeah, no, yeah. 20 years ago. <laughs> no, I, I marked it. I marked it as a, on my wish list. So Nintendo can send me an email whenever it's on sale, which they do that now, there which is go. pretty awesome, actually. I, I dig that. Yeah, no, it's, it sounds super cool. Well, uh, do you want to take a quick break here and we will get into Fire Emblem Three Houses? Nintendo Maniacs, would you like to get some bonus content from your friends at Nintendo Main Podcast? Well, if you go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast, you could do that very thing. For $5 a month, you can hear some extra bonus stuff, which we are going to call Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. Here's a taste right here. So it's baseball, but it's robots. And why is that? Well, it's the 24th century. Mm, um, and, and, you know... 
just like everything else in the world that's, that's going up with inflation, baseball players' salary just keep going up and up and up. And finally, all the people that own the teams are like, man, fuck that. We're not paying people anymore. We're going to make robots because you don't have to pay them. And they could blow each other up and we won't get sued about it. So that's what they did. They, uh, they replaced baseball with uh, the cyber baseball. <laughs> it's not growing. What do you mean? Oh, uh, the question mark block. I hit it and the, the bean popped out of the top, but the vine didn't grow out. Oh, I guess it must be a pod coin. Wait, what is pod coin? Well... Podcoin is an app where you can make money listening to podcasts. Like you can listen to podcasts like us, Nintendo Main or Drunk Monday on there. And uh, many, many other podcasts that you like to listen to. Basically, the way it works is you get points. You get a point per every 10 minutes that you listen to of a podcast. And you can use your points to donate to charity. You can use it to buy Amazon gift cards and other stuff like that on there. And uh, if you want to get an automatic 300 points, you can use the code Nintendo Main. And you'll start with What's 300. It's Nintendo Main. That is our code. You can check it out right there. You can find it on Android or iOS. Check it out. Wow, I was just trying to get the cloud world. talk about fire emblem three houses uh six and i have the game how far have you played into it um i have played uh pretty close to 20 hours i think okay are you so. are you past the time the time jump i am not i think oh, the shit. time jump is probably pretty fucking far in what uh what month are you in do you know i think i'm in december Oh, okay. So I was uh, I was just kind of poking around on the internet last night because I wanted to know like how far I needed to get to get to the chump, and mm-hmm. uh, no, I mean, kind of spoilers if you if you want to know or not. It's a uh, it's in March when you do mm. the time jump. So so you got like three more months ahead of you before you get to that. I was kind of hoping you had got there just because I'm really I'm really curious. But it's you know we don't need to be full spoiler. I don't know a lot of our listeners might not have the game yet or whatever. I'm just really and curious. And people on the show. And people on the show also. <laughs> but I don't think you guys care. So <laughs> I no, kind of care based yeah. on the reviews. Oh no, I, I love the I love the game. Like it's like I said, uh, this Dragon Quest Builders and Mario Maker are all like in my top five for the for the year. So I mean, mm-hmm. and those were all in the release of. You know, they, I mean, Dragon Quest Builders and, well, no, uh, what Ultimate Alliance was in between. But, yeah, no, they released, like, two weeks apart from each other. So, it's, like, I feel like Nintendo's, like, really fucking killing it right now, big time. Mm-hmm. And and then, not to mention, like we said before, we got, we got you know, we got Link's Awakening, we got Luigi's Mansion, we got Pokemon, we got a bunch of shit, like, still coming out. So, it's a crazy year. It's been, I, I feel like, I don't know, I think this year is better than the, than even the first year of the Switch for, like, releases, in my opinion. I mean, no, we had like Zelda and Mario and that, but I don't know. 
Can I blaspheme? Am I allowed to blaspheme real quick? Sure. You can say Mario Odyssey is overrated and not a good game. Oh, I wouldn't say it's not a good game, but it's it's not really my it's not my favorite 3D Mario. It really is. I don't know if it's overrated, but it didn't stick with me like other like Galaxy stuck with me. Well, Mario 64 stuck Mm -hmm. with me. Well, Galaxy 3D World kind of stuck with me, but once I got through Odyssey, I was just kind of eh. Well, the. Well, honestly, felt like you know, they put a, a coat of paint on Super Mario 64, so it wasn't really but not, anything new. But no, I mean that it's it wasn't as good as Mario 64, though. Like, like it, one of the big right, problems yeah. is the way they did the moons. It's like you get the same basic reward for doing an incredibly hard series of platforms yeah. versus randomly butt stomping a lump on the ground. The level design yeah. was just not there. And also, I, I felt like it really hurt it to like let you just get moons when the fuck ever, you know, where you can get like yeah, ten in a lot like of one round. Yeah, and you can just like buy them and get nine ninety nine. It felt like it it didn't have the weight like that the that the stars did on the previous ones, and that's like yeah, kind of so what you could grind killed moons, me about it. Like, yeah, it was an RPG. Well, it just mm-hmm. didn't really. But even RPGs, like I don't know, I get I get more like satisfaction of leveling up in that than just getting a bunch of moons you know it's just like yeah moons felt like they coins. don't they don't do anything it's like they're board. not they, it's not you don't get like new spells or something for getting them like you would in like mm. an rpg you know i don't know mm. it just yeah i didn't i played through it and i you know I, I flew over the hardest part of the game so i did that <laughs> which was uh I, yeah which you can do but yeah just kind of like i just didn't really yeah I'd, I don't know. I couldn't, and I, I, I and I think about. it. I'm like, man, I really want to. I want to return to it, but also I don't really care. Like the the stars weren't weren't as interesting to me as I thought they were for like Galaxy or 64. Yeah, or even like Sunshine. I don't think so. I'm not yeah, not that I, 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 I like. I like the game. I'm, I'm solidly on the on the page of liking the game. No, I, I like it's it. Just, I'm not oh, saying I, I, the, I just don't yeah, like yeah. it as much as some of the other 3D ones. It's not as memorable right. as. The other 3Ds. Yeah. It's not as memorable. And every time I look at my my total hours count, I'm always a little bit surprised. Oh, Mario was only at 50 hours. Mm -hmm. It's still up top with my stuff. But let's talk about about, uh, Fire Emblem aside from that. Um, So what what do you think? Like, uh, I mean, way back in episode 13, we talked about, I mean, we talked about all the Fire Emblems. Uh, Mm -hmm. Remind me, what what was your, what is your favorite one? What's your favorite Fire Emblem? (laughs) Um, so my favorite one it was was at the time was tied between probably Awakening and Sacred Stones. Okay. Um, Awakening's probably the best one, but Sacred Stones I had a lot of affection for because it was uh, my first Fire Emblem, and oh, okay. I sort of worked backwards from there. Um, nice. Yeah my my first one was the one before that the 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 one the very first one of, of America. Oh, seven seven on Game Boy Advance. Yeah. yeah, and I love that game, and I tried. I mean, I'm still at the same place as I was when we talked way back when. I still have never completed a Fire Emblem game in my in, in my Fire Emblem past here. But I'm hoping to do that with, with Three Houses. Like, I really, really like this one. So I'm like, I need to get to the credits eventually. Because I think all of them, I just, they either got, like, too hard or in the, actually, in the instant of the original Game Boy Advance one, I ran out of I ran out of weapons. Like I got to the point where all my weapons broke and I couldn't do anything, and I was screwed. <laughs> like because I can't go back chapters and buy buy more weapons because I didn't know that I needed more, and I just kind of fucked myself over. I, st- I still haven't completed a Fire Emblem yet, so 
I feel like that's a that's a mark on me as a, being a fan of the series. Well, you know, I think like there's a there's a you know there's the concept of like the pile of shame and all that stuff, and it's like you play what you want to play, and if mm. you feel like you got what you wanted to get out of a game, yeah, I don't feel like there's any shame in stopping. That said, oh sure, yeah. Uh, Three Houses is making a real run for that top spot, and you should stick with it. Oh yeah, no, I I love I love Three Houses. Like I I have no intention to not play it. I want to play it until the end. Like I said, I'm I'm very I'm, I'm I'm I want to like try to get all the way to the end because most mm-hmm. of I feel like most of them I didn't like. In the end, I find out that I didn't like level up a certain character enough, or I fucked up buying like enough like weapons and stuff. Like I really loved the GameCube one. But by the time I got to the end of it, I realized that I didn't level up certain people that I needed for the final, like, couple last levels of it. And I couldn't complete it, and I didn't want to start all over again. So, sure. you know, I mean, a lot of those games you can kind of, like, easily, like, save yourself into a corner, you know, where you just can't progress, which is a shame. But, no, I, lo- I love playing the games. I just I just couldn't make it to the end. And yeah. I got, and like I said, I got really close with the Game Boy Advance one on Wii U, and once again... I fucked up and get, didn't get enough swords, so all my shit broke at the end, and I couldn't fight anybody. So I'm like, uh. but um, yeah, no, this one, this one, I really like a lot. I actually like that there's less characters in it, mm-hmm. and and I like that you're more closely. I mean, it's uh, Fire Emblem's always been about good story writing, in my opinion, and good character development and all that. But I I always felt one thing that kind of like bothered me a little bit is like a lot of times you have too many people. That you have, you have to like switch out people depending on who you're fighting, and you have you want to try to keep them all on the same level and keep them all like leveled up and all that. Mm-hmm. And this one so far, like I'm always, I can always put everybody on the field, so I can keep everybody at about the same level. And I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job leveling up my guys and all that, so I don't feel like anybody's left out or it's harder for me to grind and that type of thing. And I feel more connected to my to my characters than I ever really have because like you're teaching them and like deciding which way they go and like their class systems and stuff like that and it's been uh really yeah it's been great it feels like they took a lot of feedback after after fates which was a fire emblem that i think was ultimately disappointing mm-hmm. um i had a good time with it all the same because i love fire emblem it's kind of like how dark souls people feel about dark souls 2 it's like it was disappointing but it's still a dark souls yeah it's like um it's like pizza you know it's yeah pizza's pizza <laughs> Like maybe bad exactly. pizza but it's still pizza you know <laughs> but like fates was like did some like weird stuff with relationships and was like the plot was really like convoluted and frankly dumb and there's a lot of a lot of like bad like villains and motivation and they're really refocusing on like making the combat less exaggerated but still like still feel heroic mm-hmm. and they're adding like school stuff that's very reminiscent of like persona or even if i'm if i'm able to make a, a niche reference like a princess maker on pc one of the old classics oh wow um and it's really like I feel like they do a really good job of making you feel like there's meaningful downtime that doesn't drag and mm-hmm. then making the combat satisfying. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, and another problem that I felt like Fates had was three different games. <laughs> Come on, guys. Like, I felt yeah. that was kind of asking a bit much from a Fire Emblem plan. It's like, oh, so if you want to know every part of the story, you got to buy this game three times. And it's like, what do you think I am? You think I made a money here? And I'm really happy that you don't have to buy three different versions to play all of the different houses in this game. I'm really, I'm really happy about that. <laughs> that it's all like 
contained on one on one thing on one game like that really it was also kind of funny because with fates it was like so you had um you had birthright conquest and then you know revelation Mm -hmm. and birthright was like casual fire emblem fans and conquest was like hardcore fire emblem fans and then conquest was or not a conquest uh revelation was like you know like true diehards um and it was kind of in that order. The plots were dumb, dumber, dumbest. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is like the more invested you were in Fire Emblem, the stupider it got. And yeah. I felt like I was being punished for caring. <laughs> I think it, what, what was it again? Uh, beginnings Conquest and uh, right? it was uh, Birthright. Birthright. Conquest okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think no, I, actually the one that I got was Birthright, and I never played it. I got it. It was on sale. It's like fifteen bucks on a Black Friday, and I think I opened it, but never put it in never put it in the 3ds so i never got around to playing it but but yeah i do have that one i have the, i think I, I think that was the one that people thought was the i think they thought that was the worst one or the easiest one it's the easiest one for sure it also i mean like they do some cool stuff with the like mission design and conquest but also the plot is just really stupid because mm. it's just like so the the setup of fates is like okay there are you were born and raised in this family but then it turns out you're actually a noble from a different country and you were stolen so it's like oh. do you go do you go live with your like your birth family who you were stolen away from so they're strangers but your blood relations mm. or do you stay with this comp this nation that you grew up with but stole you away mm-hmm. um so birthright is obviously the one you know the people you don't know but who you were blood related to and then conquest is your 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 raised family mm-hmm. Um, and in conquest, it just pretty much immediately becomes like, oh, you're working for the bad guys and they treat you like shit all the time. And you just <laughs> say yes, father all the time. Yeah. It's just like, okay. <laughs> it's like, it's like, why, why am I here? Like, I, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. But at least, uh, I mean, at least this one you get to, you get to choose which one and you, uh, what, what house did you end up going with? So, okay. For, I'm, I'm going to sway the audience here. Here's my pitch on the three houses. Okay. There's. The Black Eagles, who I'm not – this is not deep story spoilers. This happens pretty quickly. Uh, the leader of the Black Eagles is a lesbian empress who's like, hey, what if we killed God? Nice. <laughs> uh, the yellow deer. Golden deer. Show golden some, deer. Show some respect, me. man. That's, that's my house. <laughs> who are uh, a bunch of centrists and losers. Oh, hey. Come on. <laughs> I like the golden deer. They're awesome. Dude, I'm telling you, you're going to find out Cloud or Claude is really the bad guy. He's got he's, – he's up to some schemes. That well, dude. I mean, <laughs> the actual bad guy, as they showed in their like their pre-release stuff, is the Blue Lions because it's the like the like order of like knights, holy knights, and then like the, all the pre-release footage is like. By the way, after the time skip, this guy gets an eye patch and becomes a fascist. Like, oh yeah, okay. the, yeah. No, I heard about that. Actually, well, I heard. Uh, I don't. There's I, only I would... one eye and fascist. That's <laughs> true. Damn, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, it's. It's it's maybe not the stories aren't as dumb, but it's kind of like the same thing with fates. Where from what I heard, uh, so blue is the easy version, uh, golden deer is the medium, and uh, black eagles is the hard version. Is what I heard of the three huh. from okay. from from what I read as far as difficulty goes. There were a few moments in in, in black eagles so far where I felt like I was pushed further than I would have expected. So that checks out. Mm. So I went. I went with Golden Deer. Just be, and I actually like all the characters in Golden Deer. I don't know. I don't know why you're hating on them, but but I am actually in the process of trying to recruit Petra from from a Black Eagle. Yeah, you so, are. Yeah, you are. Because she's super <laughs> awesome. Even though her and, and I like her dialogue is pretty hilarious. The <laughs> the way the way she speaks. Is but, Petra the same character you were talking about six? 
Or is Petra like a neutral character that you can add? Oh, uh, you Petra, can... so you can recruit, um, you can except re- for the leaders of a given house, you can sort of like convince people who are in a different house to join yours by it, like oh, yeah. it, it's stuff. almost Petra's Black Eagle. It's almost kind of like, it's weird because it kind of reminds me of like trying to date somebody in like Persona. It's like the same mm-hmm. sort of thing where you kind of just hang around them and get them. There's a couple ways you can do it. You can do it by... Uh, by like leveling up certain things that they're interested in, but you can also do it just by like hanging out with them. Like you can get them to go and fight with you, and every time they fight, um, you, them, and your main, the main person that you pick or whatever, they, your, um, your social link like uh, upgrades every time you fight together. Oh, so it's a stat that <laughs> yeah, gain by fighting. Yeah, them. so you like, gain, like you gain like affection with them. Yeah, so. and you can like there's tea time, which actually tea time reminds me a lot of the hostess clubs in Yakuza. If you played any of those mm-hmm. games. Where you yeah. basically have to, where you hang out with the hostess and you have to answer, you basically have to say the right answer to the question that, that she says to get her to like you more and then you can go on dates and stuff like that. It totally reminded me a lot of that game and doing that. And some of it can be kind of, I don't know, some of it can be kind of difficult. Like I had. Is it stuff as like trivia based on the game you've played so far? Or? No, it's like, it's, it's like trying to start, like you're choosing, uh, conversation topics and you have to know what the yeah. person is interested in yeah so like if you're hanging out with like i was trying to get uh leone and i finally recruited her but my first couple of tea times i was like what do you think about like the guards around the monastery and yeah she's like i don't care yeah <laughs> I'm like oh i thought you like military stuff i'm sorry yeah no it's it's really weird because i would last Over night i was Last night I was having like the hardest time because I was like I actually restarted the game like four times because I could not get a good tea time with Petra because I felt like <laughs> everything I was saying she just wasn't into and I'm like fuck and I wanted to be get a good one because I'm on like level B and I'm pretty close to to getting the next one and I just quit I was just not you know I'm like I'm not having it like if we have bad tea time I'm just gonna restart and do it again because because <laughs> I'm you know I feel like I've been putting a lot of effort into this I'm ready to for her to switch sides already but um. But yeah, no, I, and and I went online, like, I tried to just cheat. I was like, can I just find out what the right answers are? And I couldn't find it online. It's basically like, here's what she likes and doesn't like. So I tried to pick something that I thought she liked, and she didn't, based on that list of her likes and dislikes. And I'm like, oh, I was getting so frustrated about it. But thankfully, I got there. But yeah, no, it's, yeah, you have to, like, pick a topic that they like. And there's, you, there's like, three different times. And also, depending on what tea you pick, they can also get upset about that if they don't like the, pe- the tea that you like. So if you know, like, what their favorite tea is, you'll get more for that. And then at the end, after you do, like, the three questions, you have to, like, do, like, nod or, like, do a thing. And you can upset them on that, too. Mm-hmm. And if you get all those things right, you get to a really weird, like, pretty much – it kind of reminds me of sort of, like, the face touching that got uh, taken out of fates, like, in the in the transfer or whatever – there's a mode where you can kind of just like stare at them. Have you gotten there <laughs> where you like where yeah, you get all the it, right? Yeah, I got it yeah. once. It was like, oh great, we had such a great tea time that why don't you just stare at me and not poke me in the face? I'm like, deal? <laughs> I guess it's really weird. Yeah, you can like kind of like move the camera around, but if you stare at certain parts, they'll talk about their face or whatever. It's yeah, it was bizarre. I really didn't know what to do with it, but I did make it there after after the tea time, and I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, there's this. You can do that too. I don't know why, but you're making me think of that uh, weird ass game on the DS when it first came out. What was that called? Uh, the the, the, the XY feel the whatever. Yeah, feel, feel the, magic. the magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's. That's what that made me think of when you said that. Yeah. It was that about dating? Uh, yeah. It was, yes. It was you, sort you, of. You and a, it was a boy and a girl are brought onto a game show to increase their chemistry, and it was weird. <laughs> oh no! Uh, 
no, Feel the Magic was uh, you were basically you had a crush on a girl, but you were too afraid to talk to her. And this team mm-hmm. called the Rub Rabbits show up and help mm-hmm. you to get her as your girlfriend. Oh. And it actually had a second and game. They got a game. It has a second. There's a lot of rubbing in it. There was a second game called the Rub Rabbit Rabbits, actually, where you're like a Rub Rabbit and you go help somebody else. But no, it's yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. I like I like those games a lot. Actually, I don't remember which number it was, but Jeremy and I we did do a uh, DS launch episode, probably right before the Switch came out. So if you guys go back previous 100 episodes, whatever you can find it in the Nintendo main archives. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, XXY was a lot of fun. There was actually there was a one, there was one. Uh, mini game in there the toucher in, a, in the dark one which was kind of like it's kind of like a little risky for for ds there's totally one where you're kind of just like you don't see anything but you're like feeling around with the with the touch screen and it's kind of like i don't know yeah it's it's totally like toucher in the dark the mini game is all i'm saying <laughs> it, it gets it gets a little gets a little sexy there thanks but uh speaking of sexy back to uh <laughs> fire emblem three houses <laughs> So uh, yeah, so you got a uh, was it Liani? She she's a golden deer, so so you liked her. Bring her up. Yeah, you know you've got some you've got some good people. Yeah, um, I'll take them. You I, can you can lose them. One one <laughs> one one small gripe that I do would would like to say with the game is I kind of wish that the characters would adapt to like how powerful they are because like a lot of my characters are kind of beasts like they just are really good and mm-hmm. uh, but some but they still talk like a uh, I forget. I forget what her name is, but uh, one of the purple-haired girl. She's like a she's like a magician in uh, in in the Golden Deer, and like she's like all shy, and she's like, oh, you know, I can't do anything. But like I've leveled her up to where she just like kills people in one hit. So I kind of wish that her personality would change with that and be like, hey, you know, I'm strong now. I don't need to act like I'm afraid of everything because I've killed like thirty guys probably at least in this game. Or same with like uh, Hilda, like she's like, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I get other people to do stuff for me. I'm, I'm lazy. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, well, but you're, you know, but you like, you can, you can totally destroy people like in, in no time. So, I kind of wish that their personality would reference like how much they've leveled up and all that as you go. But I guess that's yeah a small gripe. But maybe past the maybe when you get to the time jump, they change. I don't know. I know I mean, that was always one of the things that I liked doing is I I liked pushing characters to an extreme that didn't make any sense. Like uh, oh in, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, in Echoes, there was the the one girl who started out as a cleric, and she mm. was like, "Don't worry, I'm like I'm sort of dainty and shy, but I'll protect you." And I made her just like the you know like the heavy armor knight, and oh, she's yeah. just like oh, and like wouldn't take any damage from like a catapult hitting her in their face. And it's pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah, no, and you can totally do that in this one too, and it's and it's cool because like even stuff. Like like stuff that like is supposed to be their um their weakest their weakest things you can like make that stronger and you can totally pretty much make them into whatever character you want. Then I'm sure you found like you know there's like hidden talents like uh when it shows their stats where like with the stars like if you fill that in you can get like extra extra stuff for your characters as well. So it's I really enjoy like how being able to mold your guy to whatever it could be like oh you look like a knight but I want to make you into a mage or whatever you know mm-hmm. it's part part of the fun of like making your guys different things for sure oh and 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 speaking of yeah i wanted to while you're think while you're talking about that uh in uh, fire emblem awakening i was like so obsessed with the uh, was it donald that guy ah, the yeah. guy with the pot on his head i was like i know that guy's gonna be a beast and i totally made him into you know i like upgraded him to where he was like the strongest character but also my main character ended up marrying him just because i spent so much time like leveling <laughs> up and all that that it just you know I, they all they naturally made it to s and yeah that's what happened so 
It's a child. What are you doing? <laughs> Donald? Yeah, well, and it happened. I didn't expect it. I was just trying to level him up and, you know, that's what happens when you get to that. And I'm playing I'm playing as a female in the game, and I am a little annoyed that there's not as many um uh, mates for you or female mates. Like I don't think any of the golden you can date any of the golden deer women. Like you have to I would have to pull over um somebody from another house to to get into a hmm. into, into a mean, relationship. You can you can date the pope. What's the her name? Rhea, the the green-haired lady at the top of the school, the pope. You that's true. That's true. You can de- date Rhea. And actually another thing, uh, I read this off US Gamer, but if there's only one option for a male for for a male homosexual couple and that's uh mm-hmm. Uh, what is what is his name? Lau Laos. Uh, that's uh, Linhart from uh, Black Eagles. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and even and in the end of the game, you don't stay together. You end up ra- marrying a random woman at the end, which really sucks. Yeah. For uh, so that's that's a shame. It's it sucks that they weren't able to to stick with that. So that's yeah. yeah I was I was disappointed to hear that. That's but, bizarre. Yeah. Like they they allow it and then they cancel it out at the end. Yeah. No. You can you can uh, make make s relationship with them, but then farther in the game. You end up marrying somebody else. That's a woman. I mean, like it's still to better kind of than force what they did in, in Fates. There was a character in Fates who they had to like they modified it a bit for the U.S., but it still was basically the same thing where she was a lesbian, and you were like, "Well, what if?" Like basically, you're like, "What if I slipped a potion into your food that made you think everyone was a man?" And oh now yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, I remember like, that. That Whoa. was weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's it's like a chasing Amy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's a weird, yeah, that's a weird way to do it. Yeah, but, um, uh, yeah, no, aside from that, like, I th- the game is a blast to play. Uh, I'm really interested to see what happens after the time jump because I'm really enjoying the school stuff and apparently all that goes away. So is it just like, is it just like straight all out battles after that? Like, I haven't really looked into it because I don't want to like spoil it much, you know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I think it's, yeah, no, I think the game, I think the game is a lot of fun. Uh, I, what I think, about the so what about the actual battles cuz like I've been looking at some reviews and stuff in this game. So this yeah. They uh, convince me if I want this game like the battles themselves are easier, right? They're less based on well the whole, like paper rock scissors. Scenario. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, the so gone is the um weapon triangle, which they took okay. that out of uh, Echoes as well. It's not totally gone. It's still sort of present at like it's it's present as like a little bit of a tilt mm-hmm. as opposed to like a hard counter. Yeah. I, and also, I, I don't know if you feel this way as well, but I feel like magic users are pretty fucking beef in this. Yeah. I but, mean, they um, it feels like what they what they did is they made them like hit maybe a little bit harder and they already hit pretty, pretty hard. But then the trade off is they have like a hard cap on how many times they can cast a spell. Like you can't give them like tomes that they use. It's like, oh, you can cast Thoron four times. And sure. then that's it for the battle. Sure. But I mean my magic users have like seven different books of magic, so totally. it's it's kinda hard for them to completely run out of magic in one in, in one thing. So I've pretty much been destroying people with all my magic users, which, you know, it's I like that, but it's but it's also kinda like, I don't know. I mean that seems to be that they've maybe tilted it a little bit more in in their in their way, which is fine. I, I like magic users, mm-hmm. but and and it's they they kind of reflected a little bit from echoes, I guess. Except for thankfully, you don't lose your life when you attack somebody with magic. Like that was kind of a weird thing, but that was probably what they originally did on the NES, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mechanically, it was yeah. pretty loyal to that game. And I and in uh, echoes, they also did away with the whole weapons breaking, which I kind of was hoping they would carry on to this one, but. It's not as bad. Like once you break a weapon, 
you won't like completely lose it. You'll just like if you try to attack with it, you'll miss more. Like your miss percentage will get higher. But you can actually like go to the blacksmith and have them fix it and all that. So, so, so there's no it, permadeath for weapons. No, there isn't as far as far as I know. Is there permadeath for characters? Uh, you can if change. You turn it on. You can change yeah. it. You can turn it off if you don't want to. If you don't want to do that. Is that something that's adaptable as you go, or do you have to start a new file? To... It's a start of the game setting. Yeah, it, okay. yeah it's, it's a be- it's the beginning of the game. But there is actually you can um, you can go back turns, which is really nice because I I have lost some characters in a couple matches, and I just did I just do the turn back time thing and just go back. Oh, to... it lets you turn back time. Yeah, so you, you can go you can go that's back. Uh, cool. You can go back. I don't know how many turns you can do, but I just go back until. You know, and, and just put the person in a different place, and yeah, I was able to fix it. So that's what I've been doing, which is always a really nice thing to have. You know, mm-hmm. you know, because like you play some of these maps, like are you know take take a while, like take like forty five minutes to an hour or whatever, and you don't want to like get all the way to the end and lose a guy and then have to start all over again. I've, I haven't I haven't reset the game yet because I just do the I just do the turn back time thing, and I don't know if it's limited or not. I've only really used it once per match, but. They yeah. say it's limited. I haven't bumped up against the limit because I've also only used it once per match, but I think you can use it two or three times. The other the other case that the case that I found myself usually using for it is like there are going to be times like in every fire emblem, it's like, oh, you advance to a certain point and then suddenly these enemies spawn randomly and you're like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. so I guess I guess I suddenly have enemies here and I wasn't planning to. Yeah. And the rewind's really good for that because that's pretty frustrating. Yeah. No, they totally did that. Actually, the last the last one that I played was that tower. Where that dude basically turns into, it kind of looks like he turns into Venom, and like turn, it's like the first time you see a monster sure. in there. Yeah, which that mm-hmm. was cool. Like that was a lot of fun to to do. But in that part, yeah, people would totally randomly show up, like in on different parts, and thankfully they can't show up and attack at the same time. So I was able to mm-hmm. like get away from them, or I think I had an extra person that would kind of just go and kill them, like <laughs> that I wasn't controlling. So so that would take care of it. But yeah, no, I mean it's it's basically Fire Emblem Fair, you know. As far as like you know the turn based strategy thing, it's, I always I always call it a chess game. You know, for anybody who's wondering what what Fire Emblem is, and uh, yeah, it's it's very much you know it's like a it's like Wargroove except with uh, grinding and all that. Oh, you can level up, and then like a pretty robust story that is affected by choice. Oh yeah, uh, choice. I mean, the choice of house, but beyond that, so far not really. Yeah. Okay. So it's not dialogue centric story well i mean it in in a way like as to like building up uh social links and stuff like that it depends on what you say i guess but it doesn't is you can't like get somebody to leave your house by like saying the wrong thing or something like that it doesn't really okay. like fully change the story but depending on yeah depending on how much time you spend with the characters or whatever you know you get to see various stuff but no and I've, you build and you build like really relationships through fighting with certain teams or Mm-hmm. Like I guess, like side quests of fighting. Well, as, as far as your, as far as the people that are in your house, uh, you build relationships in fighting by like having them next to each other, like having the units positioned next to each other. Oh, literally next. To, okay. Yeah, but um, but it, but as far as like trying to build, bring in people from other houses, if as long as they attack somebody in during your uh, battle time, they will they will level up with your main person. They don't have to be next to each other. Okay. Which which is cool. Like I I figured it out that out later because I was trying to keep them next to each other. But no matter what, as long as you use them in the battle, they your relationship grows. So yeah. But no, it's yeah, it's super it's super duper cool. I listened to a little bit of a a spoiler cast. I didn't listen. Luckily, yeah. luckily I didn't listen too far into it. But the X of the Blood just, God one. 
I did, yeah. I didn't yeah. listen too far into it, but yeah, I turned, yeah. I turned it off. Like I, I listened to the very beginning of it, and I was like, ah, I don't want to know. But I really wanted <laughs> to hear from you and Six because y'all know way more about Fire Emblem than me, and like I have a few of them. I actually have one of them, uh, the first Game Boy Advance one, which unfortunately I can't remember what it's called right now. It's just called, it's just called it's Fire, Fire, Emblem Fire Emblem. Yeah. Oh it's yeah, the Binding Blade, I believe, in Japanese. But... Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have that, and then I think I actually got the second one on Wii U, so huh. I've got both of those, and uh haven't played much of them. Like you were saying, Trey, I've never actually played all the way through yeah. a Fire Emblem, but once again, another one of these games comes out, and I know they've been compared to, like, or rather, other games have been compared to them, such as Wargroove and... uh, uh Advance Wars? Well, or, yeah, uh, Advance Wars. What's that game I bought at the beginning of the Switch's life? Disgaea? Yeah, Disgaea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are on sale, by the way. That's that'll be in our news part, but they're on mm-hmm. sale right now for anybody who doesn't have them. One in five, I believe. So, so, so I'm just wondering, like, you haven't played much of it, but obviously, if you're saying that the I, story or the strategy fair is similar, um, is the story worth the the price? Do you feel like this game is worth? Oh yeah, sixty dollars because it's a compelling story and. Oh yeah, totally. No, I, I think I think the the story's compelling. I like the characters, and if you're looking for like a dollar per hour, I'm pretty sure you're going to get that because yeah. Okay. From what I gather, it's what around like seventy hours to complete one house. So if you do mm-hmm. three of them, you got like lots of lots of time. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. You got okay. like two hundred plus hours in there if, if if you try to go that route. So, and yeah. speaking as someone who's played both of the, I played a lot of Disgaea as well. Um, Disgaea is honestly, it's, it's more slow paced than Fire Emblem. And it's like, Disgaea is very much about just like beefing up your stats to a ridiculous degree. Mm-hmm. This is way more of a story experience than that. Yeah. Okay. Cause, Cause I know Jeremy has uh five and, uh, kind of, kind of bounced off of it. And I, and I played the demo of five and just was like, same thing. I was like, I, I can't really get into it. And I and I like I uh, liked Wargroove yeah. way more, and Wargroove's more like Advance Wars. So I do see there's a there's a difference in the style of how it works in those two games. Yeah, I, I would I think I would say that Fire Emblem's probably closer to Wargroove than than Disgaea. Okay. To to that style, except like you're not you know you're not like making your units and all and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big difference, and also like you know Wargroove has no like leveling up or anything like that. Just seeing all the accolades for this game makes me kind of want want it just because I want to experience the story, but mm. I'm just kind of intimidated by the style of gameplay, the actual battles. Like, is that going to keep me from finishing it? Or it, is the story going to be compelling enough that I want to keep playing through it? I, th- I think the story's really good so far. I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm about 16 hours in, so I don't really know, like, where... I'm kind of like learning tidbits about the different characters in the house and like what's happening and that type of thing. Are, are have you gotten to the point like where figured out like where the corruption is and all that six? Um, I mean, I've gotten some more hints, I guess. And I think there's some like the nature of the corruption and like from from whence it is, it is, you know, it stems changes some based on your house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we have a slightly different experience there. Um but I guess I guess what I would say is I think you're more like the more you're going to invest in the characters. I, the story like usually Fire Emblem honestly hasn't had a great story. This seems like one of the best ones they've had in a while. Mm. 
but you buy in really heavily to the characters and their arcs, and that's the yeah. part you really invest in. Yeah, the lot it's definitely the character development and like the way And there's less play. characters and further de- development, right? That's yeah. kind of what I gathered from the mm-hmm. little bit of the Axe of the Blood God episode I listened to. Yeah, no, and that's what I like about it. I like that there's less characters and you're more focused on them. So you feel more even more invested in them than you would in previous Fire Emblems. And that's a lot of it for me, is like I'm very interested in the characters. And I'm and I'm also really because spoilers, but everybody's like talked about this. You know, after the time jump, every all of a sudden, all the people in the house has become your enemies. Which I, I really want to know how that how we get to that. So anybody who you don't bring to your house is basically going to be your enemy after that, and you will have to kill them. So <laughs> I'm I'm really interested to see that. Per, like I'm definitely in it to see to get after the time jump. As far as after that, who knows how long I'll stay in it, but. But I really want to, you know, you want to get to that part to see like where where everything changes, and I'm really it's interested like the to scales see. in Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's basically going to change the whole game because as of right now, you can uh, you can walk around the, um, you know, you can walk around the school that you're at, and you actually get a fast travel where you can go from one place to another, so you don't have to like totally memorize the area. But, but you, know, you get to, you know, you can go fishing, you can go like have dinner with different characters to like raise your social links and all that, and. uh and you can like um you can like do like choir and like there's there's a bunch of different activities you can do or you can get trained by specific uh specific teachers above you you know what can can help uh, max up your stats i'm just really interested to see like once all this stuff is gone like what are you going to do is there not going to be like a is there not going to be a hub world anymore is it just going to be like battle after battle until you're in the end i don't know i have no idea yeah but i'm invested i yeah like same same thing with the uh, it was Xeno X. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna, I gotta play till the scale. You know, I'm still like this. I'm like, I gotta play till that time jump. And I really, I really wanted to try to get to it before this episode. But from what I gather, it's like what twenty. I heard like twenty six, thirty hours in. I think before you get to the time jump. So yeah, it's a ways. Yeah, so it's about halfway through, or like a little before halfway, I guess. So yeah, you get, you gotta play it for a while before you get in there. But yeah, no, I highly recommend it to anybody who's interested in Fire Emblem. Like anybody who's out there is like, I've never played Fire Emblem. Should I play this? And I'm like, yes, of course you should. If you like, uh, if you like Japanese turn-based RPGs, like, uh, do it. A lot of people have been comparing it to Harry Potter a little bit, I guess, with the houses and like having the big like uh, school and all that. I mean, there's no like, well, I guess there's some wizarding in there. You got you got your mages, you know, that are super strong. Sure. So yeah, sure. No Quidditch, but you know. <laughs> But yeah, no, I've 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 really been enjoying it a lot, and I think it's I think it's really cool. I was going to ask you, have you ever played? You've played the the what is it? The Valkyria Chronicles games, also, right? Six. Yeah, yeah. How do how do you compare those to uh, Fire Emblem? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because I'm actually I really really liked one and four. Like they were actually yeah. kind of my favorite turn based strategy thing. Just because I like I like how you can uh, save how you get a chance to save your characters after they die. So there's like a little extra step before permadeath, and I really enjoyed the whole like um, how you can level up an entire class at once, and you don't have to go character by character. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think there's like there's some of the like the between like the between mission stuff. I would say has some comparable dynamics to to Fire Emblem, mm-hmm. but as far as in mission, I would call it closer to like an XCOM almost, where it's very much about like. You know, like the character's skills and stats are are important, but it's a lot more about like line of sight and like patience and like flanking and mm-hmm. yeah, it, it feels it feels more like traditionally co- like modern military tactical as sure. opposed to Fire Emblems, like you know heroics. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I just uh, for a while there. I, I mean, I and I still like Valkyria Chronicles a lot, but I was like, I've said it a few times on the show that I felt like that was the best turn-based strategy thing that I had played in a while because I really, I really like four a lot, and I played one like way back when on three. I mean, I, I on PlayStation three, I hadn't able to beat either of them yet, but but I just really liked those aspects of it, like the idea of like. It's it's kind of like the turn back time thing. Like if you fuck up and you accidentally lose a guy, you can go and rescue them. Like you give the you have the chance to go in there and pull them out of that. And I thought that was really cool. Plus, mm-hmm. like leveling leveling up an entire class instead of worrying about a whole bunch of characters that basically solved my problems with the previous fire emblems, like with trying to keep everybody on the same level and all that. So yeah, but, but, great game. But yeah, but having said that, I still do. I I, I don't know. I think I like Fire Emblem Three Houses a little bit better than Valkyrie Four, and I love both of them. So, yeah, no, it's I felt like they really like they really nailed it out of the park. Like, uh, and like I said, Nintendo's been killing it. Like, uh, yeah, Dragon Quest Builders, Three Houses, Mario Maker, Mario Maker Two, all amazing games within like a month of each other. So, is there anything? Uh, do you feel like we've? Is there anything else you want to talk about on Three Houses? Um, I mean, I guess. No, the only other thing I, I the only other thing I would say is yeah, if you if you had some reactions to some of the content, like Fire Emblem has had some gross stuff in the past as far as like the way it treats children and romance and stuff. Yeah. Um and like if that didn't bother you before, like okay, cool. Mm-hmm. If it did, that's not in here. They got rid of it. So that's that's You're talking like the eugenic stuff. <laughs> well, there's like I mean, there's in Fire Emblem Fates, and like this is gonna be like mild spoilers for unimportant things. Yeah. So quick disclaimer. But in Fire Emblem Fates, you could be like like there there were two possibilities that were gross. One is like, oh, you could have two of your friends get married and then they'd shove their baby into the time dimension and come out and then you could marry that grown-up baby and that was fucked up. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> and then also when you like romance you could romance your own siblings and like the S rank conversation was them pulling out a letter that said like this like like my mom gave me this and said in case of romance break seal and opens it and like oh, it turns out we're not married let's have sex. It's like wow. this is all really weird. Wow. Weird. <laughs> like a permission slip. Yeah, it was that game was the game had some real creepy stuff in it. <laughs> oh god. I kind of wish I mean I said it before but I kind of wish you should you would be able to date whoever you wanted like no matter what like you know, maybe if, you know, maybe you like your social link gets high enough and they fall in love with you and they didn't know like that they, you know, that right. they they, no, that they were bisexual or what. I, I wish like it was a little bit more open-ended in that way because I was, I have, you know, I'm, I'm playing as a female character and I was really bummed out that all, that I can't date any of the girls in my house, <laughs> you know, and there's like I six mean, of them in there. <laughs> I mean, is like, it like that Stardew? Like no matter what the gender of your character, like. You can date whoever Any, you want. Anyone in there, you right? can date, yeah, is bisexual essentially. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I would prefer, would have preferred it to be like that, where it could be like, yeah, you can pretty much date whoever you decide to spend enough time with, you know. So I felt like it's a little limiting about not letting you date whoever you want. I am with you there. So it's another. Luck- luckily, my house is full of awesome lesbians, so I'm sad. <laughs> are you playing as? Are you playing as a girl as well? Oh yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, uh, did you did you rename your character? Or is it a uh, Byleth as well? I I thought about doing it, and I was like, eh, I'll just stick with it, so that when she comes out in Smash, I won't be confused. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah, no, I I kept it as Byleth also because I was like, oh, that's that's her name. As far as like your main character, she kind of or 
you know, whoever whoever you picked for it. Uh, they kind they kind of just are a blank slate. They don't really, you know. I mean, you can make some comments to people, but supposedly from I was reading like some extra tidbits and stuff, but apparently like really like changing classes and stuff like that doesn't really matter that much pre time jump for your main character because once you get to time jump, your character changes. Yes, and I think that's when you become a lord and stuff like that. So hmm. this is what I is what I think. But from what I said, from what I read, they're like don't really worry about changing it because. It won't really matter after the time jump, <laughs> whatever whatever class you are. So, so yeah, no, but it's yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to play in there. It's a, another super long game on on the Switch. So yeah, if you want if you want to get something that's got lots and lots and lots of play time, I know there's so much shit coming out that it's hard to put it all in there. But it's nice that it's nice that uh, I mean they had like three games released in a row that were all good in my opinion, and it's nice that we kind of have a break here so I can just. Just play like more like Fire Emblem and Dragon Quest and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, until like the end of August when uh, Astral Chain comes out. So it gives gives me a little break here to get into that. But yeah, no. Uh, as far as it, where would you like? As far as how much you've played, like, where do you think you would rank it? Like with your other with the other ones you played. I mean, if they stick the landing, this is the best Fire Emblem. Nice. Um, yeah. If they don't stick the landing, and Fire Emblems have bungled the landing before, <laughs> um, then it's like number three maybe so uh, so have you high. felt this way about other games then where you were like if this six the landing it'll be the number one and now it's number like five or six or something um in fire emblem no i mean i, I was like if this sticks the landing with awakening and then it did yeah. um my feeling with fates was like there's some cool mechanics here they better figure their story out and yeah. they did not okay. so yeah i feel like uh I don't know. I like the story. I, I really like the art design a lot better. Like everybody has feet now, so I know they fixed that. And <laughs> uh, I know they fixed that in Echoes, but with like Fade and and uh, Awakening, I wasn't really a huge fan of that art style. But I mean, well, I'm, also... I'm super intrigued by this, like I was with like a game like Celeste, which I didn't know much about. Like when that game came out, I, I, maybe this is an unfair comparison, but I just didn't have much information about it and then all of a sudden i'm seeing all these rave reviews i'm like mm-hmm. well maybe i should play this game because of the reviews like even though it may not be the kind of game i would normally consider buying and of course I, I, they were right yeah so i'm like wondering the same games? thing for this <laughs> i do like good games i well, think this will go over well for you friend yeah i mean it's like a. I guess the the strat the like turn-based strategy is like some people that's kind of like a thing where they're like oh i don't you know i'm not really into strategy games it's just see it just seeing those screenshots the you know the overhead grid based combat just like scares me because mm. not that i don't think it'll be fun for a little bit but yeah. i just fear that i'll get bored of it real quick well i mean you like wargroove that that was a grid based yeah but even that one well. i played a lot of time and then i stopped yeah I mean, I got I got bored with that one just because it got too tough for me, and I got stuck really mm-hmm. really quickly in that game. Well, so that's pretty much what happened. But but yeah. thankfully with Viram, at least you can grind, and you can totally grind. Like you can go and just you can just there's like some battles that are just always available, and you can just go fight those whenever you want. Like that aside from the story battles, so so you do have the ability to go and to go and grind up your guys if you if you feel like you're not strong enough or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's always that, and uh, I and I think the monsters are a new like 
That's that's a new addition, right? Like those big monster yeah. battles. Like that yeah, was a whole new system. Like they've had they've had creatures in the past, but they always were just like basically coded and acted like regular enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new system they have for them actually makes those fights really interesting. Yeah, because for a while, like, uh, do you use the battalion much on on yours? <laughs> I tend not to, but against those creatures, you really have to. Yeah, because no, I haven't used it at all until I fought my first monster, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what the battalions are there for. Because I was going to ask you, I was like, I was like, do you think battalions have a point? But but then once I got to that first monster battle, I'm like, oh, okay, there it is. That's why well. You do the it. other thing is, I mean, they have they have a point. Like I'm playing on normal. If I was playing on hard, I'd probably use them more yeah. because like one of the things that battalions will do is when you, for a lot of them, when you get a successful hit. Um, one, it hits two rows. It hits two people in a row. Um, and then also it makes them unable to move. So you can immobilize people who are like advancing on like a key position or something. And that's really, really good. Oh yeah. And that's the same. That's kind of like the strategy with the monsters is like, you want to attack them enough times to like knock them out because they have really, really heavy attacks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, there's some really, really cool animation in there too. Like, uh, I like the, I like the cutscenes a lot. Like in the very, very beginning of the game. Is that Catherine that kills somebody? There's a person that like flat out like murders somebody and then is like oh, happy yeah, that's about Catherine. it at yeah. the very beginning. I thought that was her, yeah, because that that's like her uh, whip sword or whatever that she has, like that weird tree thing. Yeah, so yeah, I'm really interested to see where the story goes, but I'm I'm totally invested. I think it's cool. It's uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I never really made it through any of the other Fire Emblems, but I think probably I think probably my two favorite ones were like the first Game Boy Advance one and that GameCube one. I think are my I think are my two favorites that I probably played the most and enjoyed. And it kinda and it's one of those things where like I I'm so excited about this game that it makes me want to go back and play the other Fire Emblem games, you know, just because I really like this one. Even though I know like it's not as good. You know. No, and don't burn yourself out either. Yeah. But I do want I do want to go back and play the GameCube one again because that always always felt like I really, really enjoyed that one. And I was like, well maybe if I play it right I can go through and do it, you know, because I didn't know what I was doing. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I totally recommend it. I think it's, I think it's a lot of fun for every, for everybody at home. That's uh, your final thoughts on Fire Emblem. That's it. All right, cool. Well, uh, let's move on to our news. Here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. There's actually there's not a whole, a whole lot of stuff to go through, but I do want to. There are some stuff I want to mention. First off, there is a bunch of there are a bunch of sales going on right now on the Switch in our country and other countries as well. Do you want to talk about those first couple there, John? I know you haven't said much because you're not really a strategy guy. Sure. Yeah. No, I was I was here the whole time for the Fire Emblem conversation, <laughs> but now I'm back in, Coach. Bring you back in the game. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So, Super Blood Hockey is nine dollars. I recommend again everybody get that game. I think that game is amazing. Um, How many Canadian dollars? Is that? Oh, I don't know. I should know this. I've lived close to Canada before. Um, yeah, but uh, $9 for Super Blood Hockey, a game, you know, what, what more do you want? It's, it's NES Ice Hockey with blood and violence and a little bit of team management aspect to it. Really, really fun. And then uh, Mom Him Again. I think everybody here has got that game. I don't know, 60, yep. do you have that game? Oh, I got it. I got it on the phone first, but yeah, back when oh, it was yeah. hidden my game by Mom. Oh, nice. Yeah, that actually. Oh, you had it. Oh, you had it as mobile first. Yeah, I'm an OG. <laughs> I think true OG. I, I think that's still. I think that's still our most watched video on YouTube is uh, my playthrough of Mom hitting my game. <laughs> because I think I was the only one who did a playthrough of it. Is <laughs> what is what I feel like, or at least like one of the few. Because yeah, that's like the most the debut. Yeah, that's the most uh, most views we have. 
I think it's like that in the time that Jeremy and I played a co-op Stardew Valley, or the like the two num- or the or the number one and two videos on our site. And well, I like could be part of one of those. Yeah, that's, that's a great price. Yeah, no, th- th- I mean it's hard to argue with uh, with three dollars for that game, and you 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 know you'll play through it in like a you'll play it through through it in like an hour, but it's it's an enjoyable hour, and it's you can, so worth you it. Can go back and you can go back and it's play about other time stuff for a sequel. It's been a while. It's been like two years, right? Since mom hid my game, it's probably even yeah. longer than that because it was a cell phone game before. So yeah, we got a couple other games here. We got Ease Eight. Well, thirty bucks. Well, hold on. That's yeah. So I don't know. Did you play Ease Six? No, that one. That one was always. It's had such a rich history that I was intimidated. Oh, uh, well, you don't need to. It's it's like same thing with Fire Emblem Three Houses. You don't need to play all the other E's to play. Actually, E's Eight is the only E's that I've played, and it was my favorite Switch release of last year. So I wow. fucking had a blast with it. I think so it's thirty bucks. Sounds like a bargain. Yeah, it's half off right now. I I can't say it enough, but fucking get it if you like action RPGs at all. It's almost got a little bit of Metroidvania in it too. There's stuff you have to collect to go to different parts, but you basically you're on a you're on a ship. Uh, it's I, I don't know. I've talked to talked about it to death before, but you're you're on you're on a ship. You get a uh, you get shipwrecked in an island. You basically have to find a way out of the island. But just you know, uh, searching different parts of the island, you find a bunch of cool stuff. And I was really impressed, like just on the amount of like enemies. Like you you keep meeting new enemies in every section that you go to through the whole game, which I was like, mm. wow. But no, what's isn't re- your entire playthrough online? It is. Yes, my entire playthrough is on the Nintendo main uh, YouTube. You can watch uh, all of it. There's like what twenty five volumes or something like that of me mm-hmm. playing through all of it, and it's it's like a sixty hour game. Um, I think Mario Maker has surpassed it as far as the time goes on on my list. But it was number two for a while under Splatoon two, like for stuff that I played a long time. But yeah, no, it's an awesome game. Everybody should definitely check it out. It has a kick ass soundtrack too. Really, really, really cool. But yeah, no, it's a NIS. They're doing a whole big uh, sale. Uh, the SNK 40th anniversary collection is on sale as well for uh, for twenty seven ninety nine, which is cool. Forty, right? Yeah, it was originally forty. So if anybody, How many games in there? Uh, whew, I don't know. There's quite a bit. Oh, like thirty. There were 20, several, 30, something they, like that. Then they had an update that added a bunch. Yeah, and they added more. But uh, what is yeah, it? Chrysalis. Um, Chrysalis is on there. Yeah, the. Jeremy's talked about that a few times. And the uh, Psycho Soldier with that awesome uh, vocal theme. Yeah, you can play you can play different versions of a lot of the games on there too, which is uh, I, I, I mentioned that um, what was it, Akari Warriors 2, the arcade game is coming out this week. I didn't mention mm-hmm. it yet, but it was in our notes. But uh, you can actually play that on NES on the um, SNK 40th Anniversary Collection, which is really cool. I like that it gave the NES counterpart if there was a version of it. So some of them you can do, you have both sides. You like can play the arcade and the NES. So yeah. I really, I really dug that. Plus, Chrysalis is fun, and there's a bunch of other weird shit on there. If you're into like old, old games, you know, it's definitely worth checking out. And it's yeah, it's like uh, almost half off now. So twenty five games. Yeah, is that mm-hmm. is a total twenty five? Yep. Is that including like? different versions of one game or is that 20 no that's that's 20 well 25 it's 25 25 titles and then there are different versions of some of them okay so. yeah because some of them are completely different like well the nes arcade versions play a lot different so kind of like mm-hmm. having having old new games but yeah no i think uh yeah i think all that stuff is on sale through like the 8th or no i have it the 9th, 9th. Of, of august yes. so you got some time because this will be posting on the 2nd 
But, you have uh, to play Aegis Summersail. Oh, yeah. That goes through the 8th as well, which I'm actually probably going to drop. I'm totally going to buy it Super Robot Wars for 60 bucks. It's finally a regular-priced game. <laughs> it was it was uh, released at $80. I don't know if you ever got into any of these six, but it's basically – it's Fire Emblem with uh, with the robot – with um, you know, it's like a Smash Brothers meets Fire Emblem with uh, robots from anime. Was, I've always which, been enticed. Yeah. I have never made the made the plunge. Maybe this is the time. I kind of really want to. It's been it's talked up a lot on uh, another podcast we listened to, uh, Acts of the Blood God, and uh, I just I just finished my first anime series ever. I watched a lot of anime, but I never made it all the way through. I finally I watched all of the original Mobile Suit Gundam, so I'm like uh, pretty psyched on. There giant, you go. I'm giant. a Gundam person, so I hear you. Yeah, no, Gundam's awesome. Like I, I watched the '79 one, and I totally dug it, and I finally made it all the way through. So, but, are uh, the Playasia sales are those digital or physical? Those are physical, I believe. Uh, so you would get the, an actual physical copy of it on Switch. Yeah, I mean, you might be able to get some codes on there too, but no, I'm ordering, I'm ordering the physical one because, from what I heard, you That's have badass. to get, yeah. From what I heard, you have to get a specific version of Super Robot Wars to get the English, the English translation. Because if you order it from the Japanese eShop, it's not on there. So you have to get like the one that they sent, and it says on it on on the website it says English. You know this one has English, but I guess like the Chinese import or something like that has it on there. There's a whole like there's a whole like complication to it. I've been looking at it, but but yeah, no. There's a they have like Amiibo on sale. They get they got a few Switch games on there. I noted. I, I mentioned uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. You can get that there, physical for twenty dollars. That's another great game that I think is totally worth it. But yeah, no, just just check out Play Asia. I've ordered a bunch of stuff from them. Uh, you know, I think uh, you can get yes, yeah, so, yeah, some of their. I think some of their cards are even discounted somewhat. So it's a it's worth checking out. There's a there's amiibo on there too. But yeah, no, I'm, uh, the main one I always look for is a Super Super Robot Wars, and a whole, you know any other sort of, sort of weird. Japanese stuff that's on there as well. So, so yeah, that's uh that's the sales as far as I know for right now. What well, else? New games. What else do we got? Well, we talked about Doom one, two, and three being released. There was another like right before those came out. Uh, what is it? Go Nintendo mentioned that Doom sixty four. There was a rumor about that. I I just don't believe that's going to happen just because that game's never been re released. But if it does, I'll buy it in a heartbeat. Like I, I, I love that game, and I would love to see. I'd love to see a new version of it that's less dark, you know, than the original one. So I'm hoping to be cool if that came around. Because yeah, and that was that was a Nintendo exclusive way back when. So you know, it'd be really cool to see that. Um, they're doing a. There's another wrestling game coming out. That one looks Retromania wrestling. Yeah, that one. That one looked looked kind of interesting. You know, it's not. It's not like the um, 64 wrestlers of, of, of old, but it looks like, you know, it has, like, the Super Nintendo style, and uh, I thought it looked pretty neat for, for what it These is. These are all, like, made-up wrestlers. Yeah, no, it's not officially licensed by WWE or anything like that. So if you're if you're tired of the, uh, the whatever, whatever they are, WWE uh, 2K17 or whatever broken one is on there, you could, you could play a better one. Yeah, it looks, looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Two-day player local multiplayer. That could be fun. There's um, no, there's no online though, right? Or no, no the, online. It says oh, online online to be determined. Yeah, so there might be some. They might add it later. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued by it. I mean, it's Me too. basically like 
I don't know. I I really enjoyed the 64 wrestling games, and I kind of wish somebody would make something like that. But if it kind of plays similar or plays well, then I'll check it out. Also, I'm I'm excited about this. So, Xseed, uh, who you know they bring a lot of games over from Japan, but Work Work X Work, who actually has people working on it, who originally worked on uh, Earthbound, which I which I played a demo of it on the Japanese eShop, and it was all in Japanese, so I couldn't really figure it out. But uh, Work X Work is coming is coming to the West now, and I guess they're renaming it Hero Land. <laughs> but it's uh, I'm not sure exactly how the game works, but just the fact that uh, Earthbound people are on it, and if you played it, it looks the the art style of it looks a lot like Earthbound, like the way the sprites are designed and all that. So, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I always like it when uh, when uh, you know interesting Japanese games come over here. So. I just I found that one and wanted to mention it. Yeah, it's where it's created by uh, Nobuhiro Imagawa, who worked on Mother Three and Legend of Mana. So that's what we got. And uh, Sukasa Masuko from Shin Megami Tensei. Uh, oh, the uh, who did did the soundtrack? So it's dope. Nintendo put out this video. I think they put this out today. This is a game called The Outer Worlds. Yeah, I was hoping that it was The Outer Wilds. That's that's the Xbox only game, right? That everybody's like freaking out about. You played that, uh, right, Six? Uh, I'm mixing up Worlds and Wilds. Let me fast forward this video a little bit. Okay, yeah. Uh, Outer Wilds rules. Outer Wilds is a like a great like uh, space like, exploration weird thing. Outer, Outer Wilds is supposed to be like a mixture of like Majora's Mask and uh, and like that that or the space game that I can't think of. The one where you uh, uh, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, is what yeah I heard. it's and, really cool. And it sounded amazing, but it's only it's Xbox exclusive, right? It's not anything yeah, else. Yeah. So I was thinking that that was what it was, but but uh, no, it's Outer Worlds, which is on, um, which I believe is on other systems as of right yeah, now. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's it's by uh, Obsidian. It's it's we don't have the Fallout license anymore, but we want to make another Fallout. So yeah, kind of oh, looks okay. like that. So I mean, for that's so that's good for anybody who keeps asking for a Fallout to be on Switch. So they have something something similar to that. I thought it looked, you know, graphically it looks pretty good. I mean, I. I'd have to see more about it to be interested in it, but it's mm-hmm. another, you know, another switch, another switch title coming down the pipe. And there was some, there was some other stuff that I added on there. Yeah, uh, Super Super Lucky's Tale has a release date for November eighth. That was a game that was shown a lot at uh during the um during the indie stuff at E three, and I thought it looked really cool. It's basically another like three D platformer, which we don't have very many of those anymore. So I'm excited to see that. It looked it looked fun from what I saw of it. Also, uh, we missed this last week, but uh, they kind of shadow dropped. Uh, we'll put it in the eShop. It's coming soon, but they're finally releasing Star Wars Pinball to uh, to the Switch. Super FX. What's the name of that pinball? I can't. I can't remember. Oh, Pinball FX. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a division of Pinball FX, and that's always been on there. It's already always been on the Switch. Like, but you could not play the Marvel tables, or you could not play the Star Wars tables. So. It's kind of a big deal for it getting put on there. At least I, I think it is, and I think it's I think it's just like a I think it's like thirty bucks to get it. But it's a yeah no I, I thought it was cool to see in there. So if anybody enjoys those games at all, it's totally worth it. Like I I enjoyed the Star Wars pinball games that I played on PS3, and it's nice to have more of that stuff on the Switch. I've kind of been waiting for the Marvel stuff to to jump over, but it still hasn't. But yeah, that's coming out uh, September thirteenth. So sticking it in with all that other September shit. 
But August so, 13th? <laughs> I have it down as August, but it's actually September. I'm looking at the eShop right now. I, I, I messed up the, the release date of it. But yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm glad that they're finally putting them on there. And it's dropping for $30, and I think it has, it's got to have, like, a shit ton of tables on there. Because there's, there's quite a few that are out. There's 19 tables on there. So 19 different pinball tables based on Star Wars stuff. So if you if you enjoy pinball effects, I highly recommend it. But uh, other than that, Turok 2 has an official release date for the 8th of August. And I've been waiting forever for them to give, give the release date for that game. So One week from today. I'm super pumped. Yes, no, this is Friday. It's a week from Friday. So <laughs> next Friday. Mm-hmm. That'll definitely be my Friday stream. Or Thursday, if it, if it comes out early enough. But uh, no, Turok 2, I really enjoyed playing Turok Dinosaur Hunter on the Switch. I, that was a game I always liked on 64, and it was fun to play again in handheld and on the TV. And Turok 2 was a game that I've always thought was broken for 64, so I'd like to see them fix it in this uh, re-release. So that's why I'm really excited to play it. Because I always felt like it had bad, had had really bad uh, frame rate and all that. And uh, a friend of the show, uh, Martin, actually agreed with me on that, that Turok 2 was a total framey, awful mess when it came out on 64, so hopefully they, they can fix it. Rediscover the seeds of evil. Yeah. <laughs> and the cerebral boar, man. That thing that you oh, man. shooting people's heads. <laughs> I think it's messed up. <laughs> that seems to be what everybody mentions whenever I whenever I mention uh, Turok. They're like, well, what about two? That had the cerebral boar. And I'm like, dude, one's better. Fuck two. But hopefully, uh, but I'd like to play two, like, actually working well, you know, because I just felt like it was too big for its too big for its britches at the time of sixty four. The uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is getting a VR update. Yeah, no, I, I saw that. That actually makes me wish that I had it on Switch now. Have you have you tried any of the VR stuff? Six. I tried the uh, the Breath of the Wild uh, VR. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, I it was unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was not good. I feel like I feel like I'm the only one that liked it. <laughs> out of out of out of everyone in the well, world. Well, you have the right idea. So you have to turn off motion control. Did you do that six? No, I didn't. Yeah, see, what, you have to turn off motion control, and it makes it slightly more palatable. Yeah, but at that point, you're just doing like the the like the back on the PSP with Metal Gear Acid Two with the cardboard stand. Like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's basically it's like a 3ds. It's like the scuba, if you remember that thing from the 90s. It's basically just. You know, you're just putting a TV on your head, but it's very immersive. That's what I'm saying. I thought it was kind of cool. No, what what I did is I bought a, I bought Google cardboard straps for it and uh, turned off the motion mm-hmm. control and just played with it on my head. And yeah, it's it's it had a cool uh, had cool VR stuff for that, and uh, I enjoyed it for the time that I you know that I played a Zelda. But I'm kind of it makes me kind of want the Switch version of Treasure Tracker because it's cool. And from what I heard, like when you move your head and look at a when you look at Toad, he waves at you. So, <laughs> so they put a nice That's little cool, update yeah. in there. I think so, of all these VR experiments, I think this one sounds like it will be the best, probably the most made for that kind of VR experience. Yeah, because it's like so look, it makes us wish we were in Japan because uh, Japanese Switch online members get to- uh, Treasure Tracker for free, the full game from August fifth through eleventh. Oh shit! What? So you go and you download it, and I don't know what, if this will work with our alternate accounts. But Wait, can I do that, though? Well, it's not August you, 5th you yet. Liter- you download the game, and it's and it works until the 11th, from what I've gathered. Oh, so I could so I could play it in VR for a week if it's in if it has English in it. Yep. 
You don't need English. I mean, the game has no text. That's it may true. have some text, but it doesn't matter. I need to know the story. I mean, I already played through it on Wii U, so I know the story. That's fine. <laughs> I just <laughs> kind of want to mess around with the, with the VR stuff. You basically want to get three gems in each level, mm-hmm. and then you beat it. Yeah, that's all you Well, I mean, and you got to fight some bosses and stuff, but yeah. No, that's that's cool. Yeah, we'll have to we'll report on that next week for sure. Let let you know if it worked or not. But I will definitely try to get that through my Japanese eShop account. Same. What was it? Uh, Nintendo shared their quarter quarter one earnings. This is the one. This is what I mentioned earlier about 3DS officially being dead because from what I read, 3DS's uh, hardware has dropped big time. It's uh where where is it at now? It's like two hundred thousand, I think. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, what is it? Point two, point two million, but uh, yeah, it's it's dropped a lot. So they obviously don't care. Point point two million versus uh, the Switch is two point one three million. And that's for the uh, the whole year or for a quarter or what? Uh, I think it's for the quarter, the quarter one earnings. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which yeah. I which I don't know exactly yep. how far that goes, but it's a pretty big drop. From from what they've done before, and they don't seem to care yep. that much. I know they I know they keep saying that the 3ds is still a thing, but but people don't think it's a thing. Except and for, it's a fiscal year, so like the the dates are weird. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, like January through March or something like that. Yeah, it's like yeah, I don't know that I don't know the exact days, but but yeah, no, I I found I think that's probably like the most interesting thing out of out of the quarter stuff. Is there anything else that you guys found in there that you wanted to mention? Super Mario Maker Two sold two point. Or two million units. That's pretty big. Yeah, and, it sold uh, in like three one. days too, right? Like in the end of, then that's just taken from the end of uh, June, right? Like I don't think they have the July oh, stuff yeah. yet. Yeah, true. Yeah, because July just ended yesterday. So. Mario Mario Kart Eight Deluxe sold another one point two million units, and the total now is seventeen point eight nine million units. That's a lot of games. Yeah, and I still don't have it, so I'm in. The... That's wonderful <laughs> to play on planes. Yeah. That's also in the report. You don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I'm the small percentage that has a that has a switch but doesn't have that. Because I played it already on Wii U. I want a new one. Make a new one. Well, there's still not topping that uh, that sales figure for Mario Kart Wii. Oh yeah, what, like a hundred million units or something. Uh, yeah. Thirty-seven. Yeah, thirty-seven yeah. million. Yeah. Well, they, I don't know. They can get there. I was close. I think they <laughs> could. I think if I think if they make a. I think if they make a Mario Kart 10, which they will eventually, or Mario Kart 9, whatever whatever they're at now, <laughs> whatever their next one is, I think that'll be the one that'll topple it because everybody who has a Switch will get it. I mean, I'll get it. You, know? yep. you just pull a Windows and you skip 9 because, you know, OS problems. Yeah. <laughs> just go straight to 10. It was it Nintendo? Do Mario Kart 20. Just go to Mario Kart like 2020. Madden. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, so uh, Nintendo is the second research company in Japan? Is yeah, that, is that, that true? I mean, I believe they've, they've been around Most forever. Cash-rich company in Japan. Yeah, after Toshiba, sitting on—I don't even know how to say that number. What is that? Eight hundred forty-five trillion. Uh, that's 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 just billion. <laughs> that's a, okay, I don't. I don't. Seven point yeah. seven seven billion dollars U.S. Yeah. yeah. Each that's, billion is a thousand million. Yeah. So they they get some money. Yeah. They don't. They don't need that uh, Switch Lite to get them more money. But speaking of which, uh, the Switch Lite is now officially available to pre-order. So if anybody's thinking about getting that, you actually can. I mean, I don't really care, but I guess some somebody does. <laughs> somebody Six, you gonna get that? Uh, no reason to. You know, my Switch. Yeah. My Switch works great. 
And uh, yeah, so, and I'm sure you play it. I mean, I'm sure you play it docked. You know, especially. Basically. No, actually, I have I have played my Switch docked. I think twice total, oh, okay. and I got a launch wow. Switch. <laughs> oh wow! Not not even for not even for the stream for the for the scanline media stream. Uh, for those when we do uh, Switch stuff, uh, my, my the other scanline member uh, does the stream, and I am I am running commentary. Oh, okay. oh. nice. That's kind of like what. Uh, so the docks isn't even that important to you. You just are satisfied with your current unit. I, it's extremely, yeah. Huh. No, I, I like I like that sometimes when I take it out of the case, I've accidentally bumped a Joy-Con loose and I have to push it back in. It's a great feature. <laughs> are you having That's Joy-Con? That's 100% of the time. Are you, are you dealing with a Joy-Con drift? A tiny, it kicks in every now and then, not enough to be a real issue, but hmm. occasionally my, uh, my left Joy-Con wants to go down hmm. for no reason. But, you know, it's worked out so far. Yeah. Um, I, I I fear I fear the possibility of Joy-Con drift. I, th- I think it's gonna like happen to happen to me like while we're on a plane to Japan, and I and I won't have anything to play. That's, that's what I think about Joy-Con drift mm-hmm. getting to me when I'm when I'm on a plane for like 15 hours. Well, when you land, you can just walk right up to Nintendo, fix it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're landing in Tokyo, not Kyoto, so <laughs> I'll have to go find them. But yeah, you're uh, better off landing in Seattle. Yeah. So what's going Smart on? Maker. Yeah, what's going on with this levels getting deleted on here? Sure. Yeah. So it came out. It came to light um, that not only can Nintendo delete your Mario Maker two levels that are online, they can delete your offline levels too. So if you like have a level that you're that you haven't uploaded, takes advantage of a glitch or something, uh, they can they can delete it. Mm. So how hey, about d- that? It feels like it, they're like reaching into your pocket or whatever. So none of your levels are safe from Nintendo's uh, random. Is that taking down? Yep. Is that what they did when they uh, when they did maintenance earlier today? <laughs> Conveniently, did have, have any of you guys popped on to see if they changed anything? I don't. I don't think they did. But. I, I tried them. earlier and it was still in maintenance because it was like eight to ten, so it should be on now. But yeah, uh, no, I went back on. Nothing was different. Yeah, I w- noticeably. I, w- I was at a Switch meetup today and uh, really wanted to play the local multiplayer stuff because you need multiple copies of uh, Mario Maker Two to do that. And we don't have that here, so and and there were like five other people who had it, so I was like, oh cool, we can do it. And uh, by the time, like, it started at eight, and the thing was like from seven to ten, so it's like, ah, uh. <laughs> so it was like Ooh. conveniently not working during our switch party, so I was unable to do it, which sucks. Uh, There's this other thing here. Um, I found this out on YouTube from this uh, YouTuber Tobias Bergdorf, but somebody created a map maker for Mario Maker 2. And it's kind of ingenious. The way it works is you go onto a website and you can build a map on a website um, where, you know, it looks like Super Mario Brothers 3 or something. Mm-hmm. You can slide to this level, to that level. And when you go to that portion of the map, then you get a um, the level code. So you have to play the level code and then when you beat the, the level and you get to the end of the level, you use the the in-game items. You put like a um, basically like a three-character code in the level. So you might have like a mushroom, a spike, and you know, a chain jump or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that signifies that, okay, I beat this level. If you, you put in the correct code on the website, then you can proceed on the map. Oh, okay. And so it is. So they so they must have they must be built by different 
makers then because it would it, because all you have to do is follow one maker and you'll see all of their levels so they will have so they would have had to make it by multiple people for you to not be able to all, all of a sudden go to level 8 or level 64 or whatever yeah i don't know i don't know i you know i kind of i watched the video once you know a couple of days ago so i don't remember exactly how it works but it seemed like a another sort of outside of the game fix for something that really should be in the game. They should bring in the ability to make world maps. So you're not just doing these sort of exhibition matches when you're playing levels, you can have like a full game. Mm -hmm. It'd be really, really cool. But in the meantime, somebody came up with this pretty cool idea. And again, you can look at the, the YouTubers channel. His name is Tobias Bergdorf. Let's see the video. I don't remember the name of the website exactly. I should have wrote that down. That's fine. But I mean, they can yep. find it, or I'll put it in the notes. Yeah, it would have to. It would have to be done by multiple makers. But no, that's a cool way for you to make a whole game. You know, which I know people really want to do that, where you can make like your own campaign and stuff. So maybe that'll be in an update in the future. Hopefully, I did. I did actually play a a Mario Maker level. Once you said that, I remembered. Um, I played it just today, but it, it was another take on the one one that everybody does. Mm-hmm. But the level actually like forms in front of you as you run so they've got this pretty ingenious have you played this level john yeah i played it today where the where the buzzy beetle is bouncing and it's hitting the invisible blocks and it's writing the level oh but if you like go come up to where the pits are there'll be a solid line there but as you try to jump on it if you don't know where the pits are you'll just fall through because it cancels out as soon as you get to it and it's really fun because like the actual architecture of the level changes by like be- like bombs coming through and like blasting out sections and all this really cool right. stuff happens as though the level's being built in front of you as you go. So like hmm. it's still one one, but it's a really cool take on that. And I wish I could remember what the level was called, but luckily John played it too. So yeah, I think it's in the top ten right now. Mm. Yeah, so you can probably it's probably called one one remix or something. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of them are called. It was like I like make a level or something. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that I would be gushing about a one-one remake, but that's a really good one. I saw that one, and then about a week or two ago, I saw basically a similar concept, same concept. World one one being built up, but it was done uh, differently. It wasn't the buzzy beetle going along the ground and all that. Um, so I, I have seen the concept before. Both levels were, I'd say, equally good. A lot of fun too. Yeah, one of them. Uh, I played one where it's like you like the level keeps getting like more and more fucked up as you go through it. It's like kind of oh, yeah, I it's supposed to be kind of like a horror, like a horror type level, and I thought that was pretty cool. Like you, so get, you're allowed to make one one levels as long as you have a creative twist on them. Yeah, don't just make mm-hmm. it again because we know what it is. It's fine. Leave it alone. <laughs> I don't need to play that again. <laughs> what about uh, the one with the cat barfing on the PC? I thought that was funny. That totally one, relevant to our podcast. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's news either, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's like, okay, cool. A a Twitch streamer got knocked off the air because his cat barfed on a thing. I mean, yeah, we we know. I mean, Jeremy's cat like hits a a cable and gets disconnected sometimes. Yeah, my cats have kicked me off multiple times at this point. My my cat's decided that my my computer is also his... uh, is also his bed, so he's been laying on my computer while I'm asleep. So sometimes I come out, come back, and the computer's broken, or he'll accidentally turn it off, or it looked for a bunch of like, it like searched for like zero zero one zero zero one whatever, 
He'll like lay on the <laughs> on the number pad, and it'll have like some weird search thing in there that I don't know how that happened. So, so yeah, I, I guess I I guess I uh, empathize with the cats knocking you off the air <laughs> and all that oh, sort of stuff. We should mention what about the? Uh, I thought that was really interesting that uh, a complete voice is getting taken out of Fire Emblem Four. Oh yeah! No, oh yeah! Oh yeah! We can totally talk about that. I don't think I've it's... never heard of anything like this before. Well, it's kind of like a. So the guy got in trouble for, I don't know what what did he do where they had to uh, take him out. He he's a sex offender. Okay, we can we can leave it at that. <laughs> All right, yeah. So yeah, so yes, he should be taken out. But uh, well, this is kind. Of, it kind of reminds me of. It's a little bit more severe, but it reminds me of uh, Judgment, like with mm-hmm. the the Sega Judgment game, which um, mm-hmm. where where they yeah they took out that person for doing cocaine or something. It was like a smaller mm-hmm. thing, but yeah. They removed a whole character from the game because of uh, doing drugs, which is... Uh, that's a Yakuza game, right? It's the Yakuza team. It's yeah. like a spinoff. Uh, I mean, it takes place in the same... Have you played that one, Six? Yeah, yeah. I hear yeah. I hear it's great. I, I love Yakuza games, and I want to play it. I just haven't, like I said, too much, too many games right now. But uh, <laughs> I do, I do want to play it. But it, it takes place in Kamurocho, right? Like all the other Yakuza yeah, games. You're just yeah. not playing as Kiryu. You're playing as a different person. Right, but I mean, like, like the Dojima family and stuff features. Like, it's you, you see, you know, Kiryu doesn't show up, but it is very much that world. Yeah. So yeah. So there's a similar thing with that. I don't know. Is the pound is the patch out yet of the of the changed voices on Fire Emblem? Not on Fire Emblem. No. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think. Well, I mean, the Judgment one, they like delayed the whole release of the game and just <laughs> changed it. But yeah, no, that is happening though. And they're taking him out and replacing him with somebody else. I'm, I think uh, that's fucking wonderful. And yeah. I think it's like, you can't be an asshole. Uh, I, obviously I'm downgrading it by saying asshole, but yeah, like you, you can't plan on being part of something and still be a terrible person. Cause they can just patch you out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing that Nintendo can just be like, you gone. Yeah. Yeah. You're gone now. And uh, I'm not, and this is the voice of a male Byleth, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so I don't read, I don't need to worry about it because I'm not playing as a male, so I don't have to hear his, uh, his uh, sex, sexist awfulness. Well, don't worry. Even if you were playing as him, all he does is go, ugh. Oh yeah, that, oh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I forgot. Yeah, the main character doesn't even really, really say anything, so yeah. <laughs> it doesn't Big matter. <laughs> yeah, you don't really notice it. Grasshopper is a. Uh, Teasing me again by uh, saying that they're talking with Marvelous to bring back earlier No More Heroes games. I'm totally into it. Put them on Switch. Hell yeah. One and two were great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you play Drav- Travis Strikes again? I played some of it. Yeah. I was it's, not wowed. Uh, it sucked. <laughs> I, I played it too. I Yeah. I, I said it. I actually said it on another show too. On two shows. This show and uh, and um, Gaming Outsider. I, I ranted about how bad that game was. But I, I, I finished it just because uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was just because I got it. But yeah, I was not really into Travis Strikes again. But I am very excited about No More Heroes three and one and two are always fun to play. So it'd be nice to play them again on Switch. I know they did a re-release of one on PS three. I think. Yeah, uh, Paradise. It wasn't. It wasn't a great re-release. It to wasn't. Be yeah, because yeah. I'd say if they like upscale it a little bit. And I, actually, I, I recently played, when I was waiting for Strikes Again to come out, I did a stream of No More Heroes 2 on Wii, and I thought it was still fun to play. So, 
So that yeah, that's still a good game. But yeah, no, I think I think that's our news for the week. Um, thank you for being on six. Of course. And uh, where let everybody know where they can find you on the internet. Um. So let's see. The 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 best. There are three basic gateways. You want to find just everything for free. Uh, go to my Twitter profile. That's at six detmar s a x d e t t m a r. There's a pin tweet there. It links every show that I do. Most of them are on scanlinemedia.com, and a few of them are on patreoncom media where you can give support. One dollar a month gets you access to our our patron only show, Oops All Anime, where we watch a new anime every week, and we want to die. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to die from watching anime? What? You know, it turns out if you watch one a week and you're just like, shit, what do we watch this week? You start to get into the weeds really fast. Oh, wow. So you don't are, – are you trying to finish – like, how much do you watch? Like, some of those animes have, like, 700 episodes. Oh, right? sure. No, we're we're like your um, – we're here to be, like, taste testers, right? We're okay. like, we're going to watch, like, the first, like, five episodes and give you, like, here's the quick pitch. Okay. Um, and sometimes the quick pitch is don't watch this, um, you know. Are you try- you're probably trying to get pretty like obscure too, right? Like some weird Crunchyroll stuff or stuff that maybe people aren't talking about. Like I I'm mean, sure- we go we go all over the place. We've done some very obscure stuff. We've done some very popular stuff. Um, one of the ones that we're working on right now is an anime called Haregu from the '90s, which no one knows about. Where it's a little girl who's like Kirby. When she eats you, you go into a world inside her stomach. Hmm. We get we get out there. Nice, fascinating. That sounds like a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, no, I saw uh, yeah, I saw that you posted some stuff on Twitter about that. Yeah, yep. Nice. Yeah. So uh yeah, that that would be fun. Yeah, definitely check that out on patreon.com slash scanline, right? It's all anime being like a torturous experience. Not that I want you to be tortured, but <laughs> It says oops there in the title, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, I when I was when I was originally doing it, I was thinking like, you know, like oops all berries. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I too, was yeah. like, oh no, the oops was that I signed myself up for a life of <laughs> torment. It could it could be fun though, you know, if you got sure. if you have a have a good person to spend it with, you know. It's a... Yeah, no, joking aside, we have a very good time on that show and we also I mean the main hook of the show is that we have tons and tons and tons of guests. Mm. So we have had, you know, like we've had uh, I had recently we had someone who wrote a line of Transformers comics. We have wow. music artists. We have you know other podcasters. We have musicians. We have lots of different stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. You know, if you ever need uh, guests for any either of your shows, uh, we we here at Nintendo Main are available to uh, to guests. So I've seen. I'm that's pretty not... sure I've seen uh, <laughs> Henry Gilbert like posts from your co-hosts. That sounds that sounds accurate. Sounds believable. Mm-hmm. Uh, through my Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. My co-host uh, is is literally ten times more popular on Twitter than I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not. My my pride isn't hurt. I'm a big fan there. of Henry Gilbert. So like seeing his interaction with your co-host uh, was pretty cool. Hey, yeah. Speaking of Henry Gilbert, he actually did. He actually did like a tweet that I made about uh, the mm-hmm. arcade that Jeremy and I were at. Mm-hmm. So we've we've gotten likes too from him <laughs> <laughs> no henry yeah those guys are cool but uh if you want to if you want to support our show uh you can go to patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast where we have a show called uh show me your game where we get into a different old uh retro game and each of us will talk about a different one and we do that once a month so you can do that you can listen to that at the five dollar level 
plus other fun goodies on there and all that type of thing. And I'll and I'll put a link to that and the uh, Scanline Media Patreon so you can check that out if you want to support either of the shows. You can also find us at uh, nintendomainpodcast.com. Uh, we're at twitch.tv slash nintendomainpodcast, youtube.com slash nintendomainpodcast. It's pretty much if you Google Nintendo Main Podcast, you can find it all over the place. Um, I also have another show called uh, Drunk Monday, where Jess and I talk about TV shows and movies. You can check that out. Uh, we just did a Spider-Man uh, Far From Home episode. Check that out on there. But uh, yeah, we've been we've been your hosts. Uh, I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. John Vitter. And our special guest. Six Detmar. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to us. We will see you next week. See ya. For my hand, I am soaring away into the dawn. Oh, I wish I could stay. Kiss his heart in peaceful days. I fear the edge of dawn, knowing time betrays. Daylight's passed through colored glass in this beloved place. In time, I am finally yet still I hide behind this mask that I have become. My blackened heart, scorched by flames, a force I can't run from. I look to Yeah, right? It's like Majora's Mask meets... Uh... Oh, crap. Sorry. Hi, this is Matthew Singh. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, Matthew. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs>